It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the kid McLovin. Last week on the Hideout, Pepe and Dubs wondered why Tim Rutzer died, but R. Kelly gets to live. Pepe ends the segment early because he gets pissed that Dubs sucks as a co-host. Dubs explains the roots of his depression are a need for money and man-loving. The boys discuss what didn't live up to the hype and include their own show, The Hideout. Dubs admits trying to French kiss his leather-faced mother. Go to WJFK to download last week's show. I'm the Kid McLovin, and those were the Hideout Minutes from last week on 106.7 WJFK. Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. Hideout. We're going in. Passing you into FM. The Hideout. The Hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Hideout. Wake up. An eye is upon you. Staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. The Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. The Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! Welcome into the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. El Jefe, not here quite yet, but he will. He will uh, return to the Hideout very, very soon. He had an emergency, and he is on the line, so we will be able to talk with him in just a few minutes. If you want to jump on the line, too, 800-636-1067. That's 800-636-1067. Hideoutradio.com is our kind of shell of a website. There's a lot of good information on there for you. Links you to all the different uh, fan boards, including hideoutheretics.net. That's the main fan board. But we do have threads on ronfez.net, fullblownaids.com, um, thirdtierboard.com, XM Radio Gold, I believe, has one up there, too. So a lot of places where you can go in and talk with like-minded people. Or you can just do it tonight with us, 800-636-1067. Podcasts are available on 106.7 WJFK. I think it's just WJFK.com. Uh, so you go on there and get linked up to iTunes and just download all the shows right there if you do miss any. It's a lot of fun. Last week you heard the recap of what happened on the show. Um, there's a little falling out between me and Hefe. We had uh, a little tiff, but that's not the reason why he's not here today. And we're going to find out why he's not here right now by going to the phone. Hefe, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Wow, this is amazing. It's the beauty of technology. Yeah, phones. We take calls. No, but I mean, it's like it's more than that. I'm talking to you as I'm on my wireless phone driving across Tampa Bay. You're in Tampa Bay, but we're Mm -hmm. heard in Washington, D.C. Yeah. How how crazy is that? It's like party lines. And it's stupid because i got a radio station that can't get on the air, and that's why I'm not there with you guys. Oh, for those of you that don't know... I'm a program director during the week. Mm-hmm. One of my stations crapped out on me, so I had to go out to the tower site. 
tower sites. I thought the future was in the Internet or satellite radio. We're really still dealing with tower sites in 2008? Well, we are working out here in uh, Tampa Bay, an AM station, so we're lucky it's not a tin can with a string at this point. I haven't got to to, uh, uh, introduce everybody. We have Flip Satchel. The flip the satchel patch back in studio with us as well as and along with uh, the kid McLovin. I loved his minutes, by the way. They were dead on. Yes. Oh, boy. So, oh. so you left here at what, like five thirty? You got called uh, by our station being off the air earlier in the day, and then uh, they figured out a way to get that station back on the air. And, yeah. Uh, but it. To do that, it had to be you leaving, going all the way across uh, this regional area of Tampa Bay. And then uh, coming back here, what, right around 7.30? No, I'm on my way back now. Oh, you're on your way back. Okay, so you'll be here for our uh, interview today. We are interviewing uh, Regina Lewis to talk about um, cleaning up your digital dirt, which means when you Google yourself, have you ever done that? I've Googled myself. What do you find? Myself. We t- oh, we're Googling on the computer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, man, I Google my stuff uh, myself, and uh, it comes back all that nonsense from Arkansas, some of the old pranks, things I used to do as a child, mm-hmm. indecent exposures, uh, you know, going here with the Speedo. Uh, I carried a cross one time, like eight miles across town, just dressed up like Jesus Christ. Uh, was that a radio bit? Where is that? Yeah, just, uh... yeah it was called Passion of the Producer. <laughs> <laughs> the things, stupid things that I've done in the past that I don't want there. That keeps me from getting jobs. That keeps me from you know moving forward mm-hmm. in my life. You know, all, all an employer has to do is Google this, and every bit of my dirt is on there. So we'll have Regina Lewis on later, AOL Consumer Advisor, telling you how to clean up your digital dirt. Uh, there's a site you can go to, ReputationDefender.com. So if you wanna. Check out some of that stuff and get set up for the uh, interview. Feel free. Well, it's funny you guys talk about that, like getting jobs and stuff, because Dubs, I know, man, there's so much stuff from the hideout. Yeah. What we used to do to our producers that if you, if anyone that was ever looking for a rock morning show where on the beach or a CHR morning show and they Googled the hideout, El Jefe and J-Dubs, some really awful stuff would have popped up. So it'll be good that we talk to her. Well, I know, and, uh, and we were well, in- and we were sending out to places that weren't rock stations because I can see a rock station looking at it and saying, oh, cool, they keep it out there. They go uh, a little nuts. Awesome. But we would send to some uh, maybe CHR, uh, CHR-ish type places sometimes and some uh, classic rock places, and they're like, uh, I don't I don't think this is the show for us. You guys are a little bit too, uh, too wacky. Mm. Usually here in the first Zany. hour, we usually go through some of the stuff that we saw. Yeah. So, so it's kind of cool during the week, and this one actually ties in a little bit. Uh, Dubs, I know that on my computer, mm-hmm. you ought to show this one over to the, uh, the Satchel Patch and the Kid. Um, this, this student got in trouble for giving noogies. Yes, the, the noogie kid. Uh, this kid was uh, in high school, honor student. I guess this uh, this teacher was a, a constant recipient of the noogie, but this noogie, for some reason, caught her dander and uh, got this kid suspended for two years. It's been reduced to 10-month suspension, but uh, he's fighting it even now, trying to get his name cleared, clearing up his dirt. 
Just the mere mention of the noogie brings back a flood of childhood memories. Even if Bill Murray brought it to an art form, most of us dabbled in the noogie, either giving or receiving. And while the thought probably crossed our minds, we stopped short of noogieing our teacher. As Don Daler explains, that was probably a good thing. She, she was a great teacher. That's how 14-year-old Ethan Myrenberg remembers his Spanish teacher, Sharon Cantante. Seen here getting a noogie from a different student, even though the freshman honors... So this lady, this teacher, got noogies all the time from... From different students, I would right. go. I would go as far as calling her a noogie lover. Okay, that's what? wrong. What? That's wrong. That's racist. Don't be racist. <laughs> Why is that racist? Noogies. Oh. Noogies. Oh, student was okay, suspended for ten months for allegedly giving her a noogie. I lightly patted her on the head and I gave her an affectionate hug. There was no intent to do anything wrong. The Lindbrook School District alleges Ethan, a football and lacrosse player, forcibly grabbed his teacher by the neck and continued to press his knuckles against her scalp despite her pleas to stop. Alright, hold on. Yeah. I love how the reporter has to describe what a noogie, what a noogie is. Yeah, like anybody doesn't know and if you don't know, why would you care? I, I, at this point in your life, you have to know what a noogie is. And the, the kid, McLovin, he looks very noogieable. Oh, yeah, easily. But here's what's interesting. You hear the kid, not our kid, but that kid in the story. Mm -hmm. He sounds like an ass. Oh, yeah, you know, he definitely like, is. If you listen, he's like all talking lawyer speak. Well, he, he has a lawyer sitting right next to him, so I'm sure the, the lawyer fed him all the lines, and he's right, eating hey, him up. Let me, i got to call you back. You guys do the show. i got the owner calling me. I'll all right. All right. We'll get back to the noogie talk then. El Jefe will be back in studio in just a few minutes, but let's, uh, let's get back to teacher gets a noogie from a student, and now the student is uh, kicked out of school for... Two years originally. The teacher got the noogie from the student. Yeah, but they, they, there's all these pictures. And I don't know. I don't have any pictures of me getting a noogie. But there are picture on top of picture of this teacher getting noogies from different students. What is what is that? That sounds almost as odd in itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they don't they don't spice it up at all. They don't give wet willies. They don't give swirlies to the teacher. But only the noogie. How how is this possible? How did the teacher lose control of the classroom to where? It's I like, think I think she's one of those cool teachers. You know, we all, all had those where we were able to talk and uh, you know have fun. We had our little bits we played with our teachers. That still sounds and, perverse to say, "All right, come give me a noogie." It's yeah. teacher time or noogie time for teacher. Yeah, yeah, uh, a little noogie, noogie. And they say it happened more than once, but Ethan says it didn't happen that way. People shouldn't just throw you under the bus. You have to fight back for what for what they do to you. There are pictures of other students giving Ms. Cantante noogies, and she's even smiling. Ethan's father says his son's friends back up his story. The Myrenberg's lawyer says the eighth grade Spanish teacher didn't mind getting noogies every once in a while, and he <laughs> I want to get odd thing to say. I want to give her a noogie. She is cute. Is she, but she likes noogies. Yeah, she, she enjoys it, some noogies. This wasn't the first time it happened, and, you know, everybody's standing in line to give her a noogie. It sounds like something you uh, might see on the Internet. Yeah. A I, noogie I, fetish. <laughs> Have you ever found, what, what's the oddest fetish you found online? I didn't kind of keep it clean. Animals? An, animals Ma is Maybe. Animals. Yeah. Animals. Yeah, the, uh, the plushies. That's, uh, I don't know what that is. Plushies are the people who uh, dress up like animals. Oh, yeah. yeah, they have the uh, like they're like mascots who kinda, have sex with each other. <laughs> I kind of saw that. I didn't That's think I was on. serious. I didn't think I was real. Uh, another fetish. Oh, it would have to be a horseback riding, pony play, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard, seen the crush fetishes? Mm -mm. Uh, That's where guys get excited by either the stomping on bugs or small animals. Well, uh, is like that a fetish? Nude feet, yeah, nude feet stomping and crushing. 
uh, bugs or animals. I kind of like that, but I don't. I don't. It's not a fetish. It doesn't turn me on. But but yeah, this is a, this no. is a sexual uh, fetish. Now you don't you don't watch porn, the Kid McLovin, right? right. Weird or regular, right? So you don't. You've never come across any of these things. Weird to him. Yeah, yeah. no, I've, I've never come missionary, across people, people yeah, missionaries are just getting odd, excited. Yeah, what a about, concept! Uh, stomping on <laughs> animals. Well, no, so, I mean, it, it's some of the funniest stuff you'll ever watch. Honestly, I've actually kind of had you know something like that. Been laying mm. down in bed with my girl, and a, a roach come across the floor, and you have to go stomp it. You know? Yeah, but is that a turn on? It'd be a really odd thing to be turned on. I got back in the bed feeling like her hero. Like I was King Arthur and I just (laughs) slayed the dragon and I just saved her from the awful roach she was screaming about. Yeah, that's the cool thing. Whenever you can find out what a chick is afraid of, if you can can just kind of uh, focus on that and put her in a situation where she's going to be afraid... But you aren't afraid, so you yeah. become the hero. So you're you're putting her in harm's way. You're like throwing her in front of a, a, a speeding 18-wheel truck just to push her out of the way from it again. Just to save her? Yeah. I did, I did that today with my girl. As a matter of fact, she's afraid of bees. And, and being, you know, June, a lot of the mm. bees and things like that are out in these wasps. I killed, she wouldn't even come out of the house. She was freaked out. I killed eight of them with a flip-flop. Have you ever frozen a bee? No, I have not. That's fun. You can um, fly them, right? Yeah, whatever you do. You just catch a bee. Put it in like a fridge or freezer. Don't you know freeze it till it's uh, icicle. But you'll see it slow down, slow down, and then fall asleep. It hibernates. So then you take that bee, you tie a little string around it, and when it uh, warms up, it comes back alive. And then you uh, you can walk it around on a leash. I've seen somebody flying a bee like a kite before. Yeah, it's fun. Now, what would possess you to? Try that. What would possess you to do I, something I, like that? I don't know. What would, I, what would I, possess was, you to look at porn? It's just something you do. Yeah, it was in science class. Someone mentioned it. I'm like, no way. That can't be real. And uh, so I, I caught a bee, put it in the fridge, and then I was, for like four months straight, I was walking around bees thinking I was the coolest kid in town. It is, man. A lot of people haven't seen anything like that. And if you go up to a good way to meet a chick is yeah. to meet my pet bee. This is, uh, I don't know. You know what? Insert bee name that, here. That wouldn't work for me, though, because the girl would be terrified of bees. That's why you're her savior. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I, I'm the beast master. Look at me. Right, here, I here, train this bee. Here, take a look at this bee. She's running away. Oh, wait, I'm trying to save you ben, from you, it. You throw it on her stinger. Let's, <laughs> let's finish this noogie story up just real quick. He wants Ethan's name cleared. We need to vindicate Ethan and pull him out of this ridiculous mess that is the responsibility of the school administrators. They're the ones with blood on their hands. As for Ethan, he just hopes to return to Lindbrook High. I hope to return to Lindbrook next year. Clean. Don Daler, CBS2 News. All over the movie, huh? School district says Ethan was given a fair hearing. Superintendent reduced the suspension from two years. Two years for the Noogie to 10 months. Right now, Ethan lives in East Rockaway and attends school there, but would be allowed to return to Lidbrook on September 1st. Yep, student uh, suspended for 10 months, originally two years for the Noogie, 800-636-1067. Did you, I miss something. What? I, I miss something in this story. Something's not clicking right in my head. Oh, yeah. Who did the kid give a Noogie to? The teacher? The teacher. The teacher got Noogies from everybody. Yeah. The you, teacher had a Noogie fetish. Well, I don't know if it was a fetish, but she, she definitely she enjoyed had, it. it had, no, it has to be a fetish because I've never had a teacher in all my years of school so ask me to me? give them a Noogie. Yeah. And, and but beyond that, I've never had a teacher, you know, ever ask for a noogie. But then besides that, somebody stand, you stand in line. Don't break in line to give me a noogie. You'll all stand here. Take your turn. You'll all get your chance to give me a noogie. Mm-hmm. And instead of learning something, instead of me teaching you, you're going to give me noogies all day. I, I, from what I hear with this one, it seems like uh, she claims it was a very rough noogie. 
she uh, got a headlock from the kid, and he was, you know, grinding his his palm, I mean, his uh, knuckles into her head really hard. And he, a noogie can hurt. It's this, not a, you know, if you do it hard enough, that can really hurt. It's, it can be playful. It can be something you can do with a girlfriend, or it can be something, you know, where you're just demoralizing someone. This teacher should be put in the courtroom and pimp slapped by everybody on the jury for bringing something this stupid, using tax dollars, and suspending a kid for two years? Yeah, that that is, uh, that's upsetting that I don't know how many tax dollars went to, um, to uh, putting this kid uh, through all these different channels. Now the parents have to waste their hard-earned money on a lawyer for a noogie. I can't stand stupid-ass laws and stupid-ass rules to where they'll just make fabricate something and say, all right, this kid is suspended for two years for giving a rough noogie to a teacher. First of all, the teacher should be fired for having students touch her, period. Yeah. You know, there should be no contact between student and teacher unless you're shaking hands or you accidentally bump each other when mm. you're handing back test papers. Uh, I'll tell you what. But that's stupid. That's absolutely ridiculous. I would be so nervous if I was a teacher. I would, I, I'll tell you something about me. I'm afraid of children. And here's the reason why. Because I'm afraid, you know, I'll be, say, I'm at a, uh, some kind of get together and someone has their kids there. And I walk into the, um, the kitchen to get me a glass of water. That's pretty normal. Well, the kid's in there. Getting a glass of water too, and I walk up to the sink. I reach to get the uh, the cup, and for some reason, my hand brushes against her buttocks. And then the kid starts yelling that I touched her ass. What's the kid's ass doing by the sink? Wow! Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to set out something, like a situation. This isn't an exact science. This is just what goes on in my yeah. convoluted head. So I run my hand up to get a glass. You know, it runs by my waist, and so it'll probably brush something down there and then the kid starts yelling that i touched yeah and what are you gonna believe your seven-year-old girl or me the seven-year-old girl yeah so i just keep myself out of the situation completely to make sure that i don't uh get in any trouble this happened to me uh at a walmart in a restroom i don't know if either of you guys have heard this I, story I, i've had to do something similar like that but go ahead uh, i was in a walmart restroom uh i walk in like some 10 year old kid is standing in the restroom He's at the urinal, so I walk past all the urinals and go up to uh, the the stall with the toilet and everything. Um, once I close the door to the stall, I hear, "Hi," coming out from out, you know, outside the stall, and so I politely say hello, <laughs> and then uh, he yells at me, "What's your name?" I say, "Justin." And then he Dumb. runs. Then he runs out yelling, "Mom, some guy's talking to me!" You kidding? No. Wow. I I freaked <laughs> and I bolted. I ran out of the bathroom, past the parent and the kid to my car, which Mom, had goes to, Justin. There goes Justin. Which had to look like I was guilty. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. But it's the only thing that made sense in my head. I had to just get out of the situation. Get the hell out of there as fast as you yeah. can. That's insane. Now, I was actually babysitting a kid one time, and we needed food. I don't do that. I, I know. This was odd. The, the mom was a crack whore. Yeah. She had to go to work. She didn't have a babysitter. Mm -hmm. The kid, the poor little kid, was a good kid, three years old, you know, cute as can be. And I said, listen, crackhead neighbor, I will do you a favor. I will watch your kid for four hours until, mm -hmm. you know, somebody else can come off work and come pick this kid up. Yeah. Well, she's like, here's some money. He, I told her I was going by the grocery store. He can come. He, she needs. She gave me some money for him to get some snacks or something like that. 
is we get in the grocery store, and the kid, first thing we get in there, he's got to go to the bathroom, and he's sitting there grabbing himself. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. So here I mm. am stuck in this predicament. Yeah. What do I do? You know, the kid can't. You know, I don't know if he can hold himself and hit the toilet. I don't know if he's gonna, yeah. you know, pee all over the floor or what he's gonna do. But I ended up having to go in there to the stall. I was like, you know, pull your pants down. All he right. didn't come anywhere close to the wall, you know, mm. and I just had to hold him up by his armpits Ugh. and just let him go. Yeah. You know, and I'm sitting here, good night. You know, if somebody this comes just in, look bad. they'll probably think I'm a parent or something yeah. like that. But. It, you know, so, that type of situation, there's it, it, it a great look good. Yeah, it doesn't look good at all. El Hepe's back on the line. Hey, boys. It's interesting to hear you guys change pedophile stories. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are just afraid of being accused stories. They aren't actual pedophile stories. Those haven't come out. <laughs> it sounds to me like you're just leaving out details. It's a wall of alibis being thrown out of the radio today. Yeah, every time I hear you tell that story about the Walmart dubs, it always changes yeah. somehow. How? It always changes just a little bit. The focus on the fact more and more that you're guilty. I am not guilty. That that story has stayed the same regardless. Right. Uh, yeah, oddly enough, I don't have any situations <laughs> like that for me because I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> we aren't either. We, well, uh, we just live life. 16-year-old girls don't count. Now, let me ask you, did you check mm. this, this guy from that hideout download on my computer about yeah. the, the kid in the noogie? Yeah. I think two years is an appropriate punishment. I don't know if y'all covered that. Yeah, we, well, we, that's what kind of led us into this. Of uh, uh, What got us into this is why is a teacher letting the, the kid touch her at all anyway? Because there's all these different uh, kids giving this teacher noogies. You have to be smart enough just to take yourself out of those situations completely. Yeah, but are we really to the point now where we can't give a student a hug? No, you can't. Uh, a student a hug. What about a teacher that gets up in the class and lets her students give in, get in line and repeatedly give her noogies because she enjoys them? That sounds like a fetish. But what's, but what's sexual there? There's nothing sexual there. Well, that, that's what we're talking about, though. There's, there's many fetishes that don't seem sexual, like crush fetishes where people are stomping on bugs and animals, but they find it sexually arousing. So you think she was really enjoying the noogie? Yeah. She has a noogie fetish. Yeah. She had to be enjoying them to allow people to do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but haven't you ever gone to, like, the barber or something and, you know, the barber? He tussles. He doesn't noogie. Yeah, the, bar yeah, and the, barber, the barber, barber, barber gives you a noogie. You're not giving the barber a noogie. He's not yeah. everybody that comes and sits in my chair and rub my head. Good point. But the, the barber, let's just call him Joel... Okay. You know, he sits there and he touches the back of your neck and it tickles a little bit. Mm -hmm. You got a little funny feeling and, you know, he's That's happened to me your before. hair. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not overly sexual. It's, you know, it just feels good. But that that's something where he's supposed to be touching your head, unlike a, uh, a, teacher. a teacher who's not supposed to be touching you whatsoever or you touching her, uh, you know, in that way either. So, uh, I think as a teacher, you just got to take yourself out of that situation. I think we just have to agree to disagree. I think we do. All right. Next story here. Uh, this is one that I found earlier on the week, and I had to bring it to us. Um, a uh, guy and a girl married 18 years. They decide to get divorced. Why? Because she started going through a sex change. And on top nice. of that, every month he has to pay her. One thousand two hundred and fifty dollars a month in alimony. 
He's fighting it, and here's the story. Any man's ex-wife does not have a beard, mustache, and a penis. That's not my ex-wife. I don't know who that is. Once upon a time, I was uh, sleeping with that person and, and you know, kissing, making love with that person or whatever. Uh, that Yeah, it, it grosses me out. From Julia to Julio. A sex change that broke up this marriage and broke the bank Julio? to the tune of $70,000 in alimony. $70,000 he's paid so far. That's not like his, his uh, top out. He he's paid seventy thousand so far, and he continues to pay one thousand two hundred dollars a month. That's my income. <laughs> that's, that's my month, that's, that's my monthly income right there. So mm-hmm. he's getting he's paying her enough to live on her him. I don't what do I call her? She's got a beard. She's got a she's a circus freak. Yeah. She's got a Peter. Yeah. Uh, Good night. Can you imagine? What would you do if you were married to that Listen, for 18 years? He said he made love to that bitch. Uh, of course. They were married for 18 years. Now, here's here's the issue. Everybody likes to see their ex go downhill and fast. <laughs> but th- this way, I think, blows up in your face. You, you, you wouldn't want to see this. Because it seems like Julio, I guess she's Mexican yeah. too, or Spanish, is is, is happy. You know, it's like she's happy being a man yeah. or something like that. Yeah, well, so. it, it, she looks ecstatic. And she looks actually pretty convincing for a dude. Alright, I got a question for you. Yeah. Alright. Alright, let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. But don't you think he should have stuck it out for better or worse, richer or poorer, penis or not? No, she she's the one who wanted the divorce. He didn't even file for it. It was her. But don't you think he could have made it work? <laughs> No, I don't think he could have. Uh, Hefe's over here playing homo's advocate. And, uh, I don't think that would work. Let's continue with the story. Well, 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 I got a question for Sasha Pass, because sure. other than me, he's the only other one in a relationship. Your chick, who apparently is a hot Cuban, um, mm. you know, just like unicorns, they don't really exist, but whatever. <laughs> uh, um, if your chick decided that she wanted to become a dude, do you think, like... Do you think realistically you could stay with her or no? Uh, first off, I would try to beat it out of her, and if not, <laughs> if she still had the urge to be a man, well, uh, I, and you know what? If she's going to be a man, she gets beaten like a man. You got a point there to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no I'm not saying hit wives, but you can hit your husband. Yeah, uh, I would leave. I would get the hell away. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't be marrying your chick if you thought she wanted to be a man. Well, first you know? of all, your, your chick would probably take a beating because she's Cuban. She probably looks like Jose Canseco if she got the sex change. But secondly, I think I'd stay. Why? I think, How? I think, I think my chick would be like one of those kind of hot gay dudes. <laughs> like doves. It'd be like living with doves all over again. No, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's not hot. He's yeah, gay. I am. I'm sexy. Would you still sleep with him? But does, she still have the, does it still have the same ass? No, it has, it has same, a penis. Yeah, the same butt, though, yeah. I don't know, same but I'm, I don't know, I'm my willing. If I have to pay alimony, because here's the question. Yeah. Is it between the alimony or just going gay? Here, here's, no, here's here's the question. To pay gay, or not to gay? Is gay worth 1250 a month? Hell no. No. Yes. <laughs> no way. I'll tell you what. I would, I would do a lot of stuff to a dude for some money. But I don't want people to know about it, and I don't want to be married to them. No, you wouldn't have to. That's what I'm saying. Like twelve fifty, you get twelve fifty a month alimony. No one's gonna know whatever you want to call it. But you get to keep twelve fifty. Is that worth just going gay for? No, not at all. Now, do you? 
You can make more money at a, as a bartender at a, at a gay strip club. Hey, by the way, you guys want anything from Starbucks? Yeah, give me a give me a uh, caramel latte. Y'all are fairies. Caramel latte. Caramel latte. All right, All right, let's continue with this audio. Just right. ask Larry Roach. He's the ex-husband whose paycheck is now paying for Julia's manhood. I hate paydays. It goes towards paying. Uh, are you? Are you? That's awesome. Can you put your hand over the phone while you do that? Wrap, wrap, order and wrap. I want a latte. All right. Hey, put me on hold so you don't hear the. Uh, All right, put that on hold, and I'll bring him back up in a minute. Uh, medication for steroids, testosterone, uh, maintain a, a beard, mustache, and a penis. I didn't marry a man. I didn't divorce a man. The law is making me pay to a man. On this film. Larry was married to Julia for 18 years. Who would think that you marry someone and they're just going to leave you and be the same sex you are? Years later, Julia and Larry began growing apart. And then one day, suddenly, Julia cut off all of her long, curly hair. Oh, uh, yeah, I want to get my hair cut. Okay. Uh, but then when she cut a little bit at a time, started really chopping it off and really got uh, butch looking. And, and um, I came home from work one day, and then she had all these tattoos all over. After the short hair and tattoos came the testosterone injections. And this is uh, testosterone that was ordered from either Brazil or Mexico through the Internet. Larry says he caught Julia late one night injecting herself with a needle. She said the hormones helped her headaches. But then... And her voice started getting deeper, and I noticed it. And uh, she didn't care. After that, Larry says Julia started growing a beard and then began walking like a man. What goes through your mind? 18 years of marriage. That's a long time. I was with a chick for five years. That's my longest relationship. And that was a long time, that 18 long time. years, and then she just, you had to have seen it before. She had to have wore a special belt one time with you and wanted to, uh, you know, just plow. <laughs> there, there had to have been a time where you said, something's off, and you just ignored it. My favorite part of that audio clip is it says, he pays to main, for her to maintain a beard, a mustache, and a penis. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that's something as if you're going through a uh, sexual change like that you have to maintain you have to keep on taking these pills yeah uh, have you ever seen any of these like documentaries on this no it, you basically take testosterone and some steroids and that kind of stuff and you actually grow a male uh sex organ what out of a one certain part of a female sex organ that creates the male one really yeah so if you take these pills you know and you beef up you turn into china doll really yeah so, wow. yeah, that, that's the change this woman went through while they were still together for a lot of it. How do you, how do you not know? I mean, there's got to be, like yeah, you were saying, red flags all over the place that my broad wants to be a dude. Yeah. I mean, I, you, a lot of times you're like, you know what? I need a chick that thinks like a man. But you never expect her to go this far. No, absolutely not. And, and it's it's totally overboard. Out of the question, I think domestic violence would not be a problem. I, you know, it's two guys now. It's, it's just a, it's a bar fight at that point. It is. Uh, you know, I'll buy you a drink, you buy me a drink, we'll, we'll knock down about a six-pack apiece and go at it in so, the parking yeah, lot. throw bows, yeah. Now, uh, what do you think about the the judge not turning over his, uh, do you think he should That's have awful. to pay? That's absolutely no, awful. No, he shouldn't have to pay. As a guy, no way. as a guy, 
I don't think he should have to pay. Where did, in a legal sense. Where did she? In a legal yeah. sense, he shouldn't have no, to pay. No, in a legal sense, he should. Legalities, where is she getting the drugs to do this? From uh, over... Uh, she she was getting them from Cause Brazil. Because it's not legal. Now, it's not legal here, so why is he having to pay for an illegal drug habit to where she's having to go out of country to buy drugs to, to keep this up? Um, that's a good question, too. She might be getting them legally now, but at first, she was, when they were getting delivered to his house, they were coming from Brazil or somewhere like that. Now... I don't. I don't think uh, he should have to pay as a man, but as for legally, yeah, because it, this could be held up as precedence to, uh, hey, this is um, something that every uh, guy could go do if their their ex wife goes and gets fat. Hey, I wasn't married to some fat chick. I ain't paying some fat chick. Legally, she is becoming a man, though. Correct. Uh, you can legally look like a man, but it, on your uh, records, it'll always say female. But if she's becoming a man, wouldn't the same-sex marriage laws... That would be interesting. Because then, wouldn't that make the marriage pretty much void? But you can't change your sex on, like, the actual legal documents, so... I don't know. McLovin, do you have a headline? Just give me the the, uh, the title of your headline. We're going to come back with it. New York man accused of hiding in woman's couch. 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. We'll be right back on the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Washington's top Washington's pimps, gamblers. Hideout. Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Hideout. Five seconds, four seconds, three seconds, two, one. A juvenile comic and his straight man. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Pathetic? You be the judge. Back in, back in the Hideout on a Saturday night. It's Jefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Uh... Back in studio, I am Hefe. Thank you for holding down the hideout, boys. I appreciate that. Not a problem. How did it go out there? Satchel Patch, uh, the kid McLovin. Good to see you, boys, uh, as usual. Yeah, I drive out to the tower site. Uh, for those of you that maybe maybe missed that first segment, I wasn't here. Mm. Uh, your boys did great, though. Uh, yeah, I get out there to make sure we get our station back on the air. Yeah. And uh, it gets on the air as soon as I get in. <laughs> as That's soon as I'm pulling up goes. the tower. Uh, at least you have to stay out there longer than you may have. You know, a lot of times you'll go out there and do these kinds of things, and then you'll end up having to stay out there and kind of check something for the engineer, and then you end up out there till 9. You right. wouldn't have been back at the whole show, maybe. No, nah, so it was good. I, I want to go back for a moment, though, to the to the guy that had to pay for the transvestite. I mean, I know we're going to hit some yeah. other stuff, but like, I was really thinking about it during the commercial break and while I was at Starbucks, and maybe because I saw a couple of dudes that used to be chicks. Yeah. And I'm there, and I'm thinking... That's almost the perfect scenario. Like, your chick decides she wants to become a dude. Don't then, do it physically, that's all I ask. And then the two of you now can go out and get other women. Because you know by 18 years in, you're probably sick of it. It's the same old thing anyway. I, so this you, is like the perfect excuse for you to go get some new trim. I'll tell you what, I, I always like a girl spicing it up. But don't you know? Don't throw a hot dog in there to spice it up. That's not, that's not how you do it. There's different ways of spicing up. That ain't one of them. Uh, it is the first hour here in the hideout, so we go through some of the stuff that we thought was kind of uh, cool during the week. We want to bring up, bring to this hideout roundtable. The kid McLovin, what was this? Guy hides in couch? What yes. Was, yeah. I didn't get caught. The, uh, a man in New York was accused of hiding in a woman's couch. 
Police say a New York man cut a hole in a woman's couch and hid in the carved-out space until she came home. Newburgh police said the woman sat on the couch Wednesday evening and felt a bump in the cushions move. She jumped up and David Joe Lamones emerged from his hiding place, knocking a cell phone out of her hand. They didn't really explain why what he was is he doing in her couch. Well, that could, sounds like to me he's scared her good. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> done some pretty elaborate things to scare some people i want to give this guy kudos tip my hat to him he really went all out to go out there cut a hole in her couch get inside the cushions and wait till she sat down then jump out gotcha that's that's actually uh uh i would like to shake his hand uh, he did a tremendous job i guarantee there's going to be some very very bad stuff happening i don't know what he was there for but it couldn't have been you know to jump out and give her a box of chocolates. It was to jump out and give her a black eye and then have his way with her. I guarantee it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the guy was doing a social experiment. Maybe this was a whole thing. He was going to be smuggling some Mexicans. He wanted to see how many he could get into a couch. And this bitch Twelve. came home and ruined it. No, I'm, it's actually 15. I'm going for the scare the scare tactic. Uh, I've done several things. I've hidden in closets, like not hiding it, you know, shut the door. I'm talking about get behind the clothes, get behind everything with your back against the wall to where somebody would open their closet door and would be looking eye to eye, and they had no clue I was there. And I've had it backfire a couple of times, but I've done some pr- pretty... Backfire uh, how? <laughs> one, I did it to one of my roommates when, when he thought he was the only one there. And uh, he came out of the shower butt naked and started getting into his closet. And there I was, I was like, dang, you know, I'm sitting here. Here he is, butt naked, thinking he was by himself. It was <laughs> awful. <laughs> he's in there, got dressed, and finally I had the chance to jump out and scare him. Scared the crap out of him. <laughs> but then, you know, after he scared, I would swing. His, I know I would. His, his heart started beating again. And then two or three minutes, you know, and he was like, I was naked the whole time in here, and you're just sitting in there being quiet, you know. <laughs> Well, I was breathing heavy, but whatever. Um, here, the other thing, though, is like why I think this wasn't something malicious. Oh, I think this is probably just a misunderstanding. <laughs> is because of the fact that he did all this to like hide in her couch. <laughs> like, if you were gonna do something to get the chick, you would have hid maybe in a closet. Like, how is he gonna surprise her if he's just on the couch? You know, what I, mean? I mean, I know he popped up, and yeah, it's kind of shocking someone's on your couch, but <laughs> he could easily could have hid in her shower. I think this is a real big misunderstanding. This is a waste of the cops' time. Well, to be I, perfectly honest with you. If you're a killer, which you know, if thoughts have run through my head before, this is a good scenario. If she happens, say it's a rainy day, and she goes into the closet to put her raincoat up, boom, there he is. She screams. Then he has a hard time killing her and getting out during the daylight. If he gets in her couch when nobody's home, she doesn't know he's there. Wait till she falls asleep. Let her get some good sleep in when she hits that deep rest period. Yeah. Stand over, hover for a little while, do your, you know, fetish type things while she's sleeping, and then slit her throat. She never makes a sound. You get out in the middle of the night, nobody knows the less. You seem like you really had this planned. You seem like this is almost an exit There's strategy. There's a love sleep, though. It wasn't. <laughs> you know, it's funny you talk about the perfect crime. Uh, I saw this thing today, and it's funny because it kind of hits home to me. Um, this guy, he's finally getting charged. For they say it was a murder of his of his wife. They get married in Birmingham, Alabama. They go vacation honeymoon. Their honeymoon, all right, honeymoon in Australia. They go scuba diving. Apparently, what they're saying this dude did because he was an experienced scuba diver and she wasn't. Apparently, mm. what they say that he did, he goes over and he turns off her oxygen. He turns off her oxygen so she suffocates, and then he plays it off like she panicked and something happened and she died. 
but the people have finally brought charges five years later because of the fact that they think your story isn't adding up, something's a little odd here. It seems and, uh, like also, you turned off the oxygen. Also, they uh, took a high premium out on her life insurance before they went out. I think I, where did you see this? I think it was like I said on CNN, it was probably yeah. on drugs I saw too. that. I saw that. I think I watched the special. But the thing is, if he cut off her oxygen, like didn't he may have held her there because... If you're below the water and you can't breathe, you're swimming to the top. Something furious. Yeah, um, I thought they were like maybe 35 feet down. I don't know. No, I, th- I think I think that's a very very good way if you want to kill someone. Well, the, game, the dude gets busted, but I'm just thinking like, okay, he went you know, five years though. That's a long time, you know. And the reason I say it hits home close to close to home for me is because mm-hmm. my fiance loves to scuba dive. Yeah. And we'll be having a honeymoon soon. <laughs> and so I saw this, and I'm like, oh, I start chuckling. She's like, what are you laughing about? And I tell her, and she immediately knows. Um, but I'm thinking, all right, imagine you're there with your loved one. Mm-hmm. You just committed 11 days previous that you're going to spend the rest of your lives with each other. Yeah, and you found out that 11 days is you're, pretty long. You're seeing the gorgeous Australian, you know, Great Barrier Reef. You know what I mean? You're down there. It's like a special moment. You think he comes, he swims over to you. So like, I don't know if he wants to maybe hold your hand and give you a hug and just be like, this is awesome. And then he just goes over and turns off that oxygen. And just the look, like the look on the chick's face where she's got to be like, what's going on here? What's going on? Oh, my. What's going on? Because he, he described that she had that what's going on, you know, that panic. But that, I don't know. That has to be your hiding in the couch with your chick. That ha- You have to do that to her while you guys Stop. are down there and just turn it off for a second. And then turn it back on and say, gotcha. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. And oh, then, well. And my chick, yeah. Uh, my chick, who's a, an avid scuba diver, she was like, well, she starts going on through all these scenarios. Well, maybe, you know, you're supposed to have a secondary hose mm-hmm. and all this. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess that plan isn't going to work. <laughs> uh, she knows a little bit too much about escaping that. Well, the thing is, is you've got to learn how to control your woman. It's all, you know, so things like this don't happen. And I tell you, 11 days in? No, it's... Uh, you got to control your woman. Or from you got to dress up like a yeah. shark. You got to control your woman from day one, and because if you don't, things like this can happen. And, and I've, I came across a story where a guy, you know, decided to take control over his woman. You mm-hmm. know, and, and it's, it's, it sounds great to me. And it's, it's my mentality, not maybe my mentality, but the way guys should treat women nowadays. Because you know, they, they for years they wanted to step out and get more rights and stuff yeah. like that. They they almost overstepping their boundaries a little bit. And this woman what? tried to do that. And this guy, you know, went in. He, this guy was arrested for kidnapping his ex-girlfriend and bringing her back to his place so she could get the ironing done. Apparently, the woman overstepped her boundaries a little too much. What? This man was arrested on suspicion of kidnapping his ex-girlfriend from a bar, taking her home, forcing her to iron his clothes, wash the dishes. This kid was 43 years old. So, apparently, he, he, he had control over his woman. She overstepped her boundaries a little bit, and then he decided it's time to get control. I don't know how uh, how many times you iron clothes, but that shoulder crease is impossible to get. And you need a chick over there to do that. And if she leaves you, screw the sex that you're missing out on. You're missing out on some nicely pressed shirts. A woman's touch goes a long way. Yeah. Oh, but you're talking about beating them. I'm not, I'm, not talk, I'm not talking about beating them. I'm saying control. Kidnapping. You must control your woman. It happened, you know, I was on vacation last week for one instance. We were, you know, living off the land, went camping on a beautiful lake in Arkansas. And my brother's girlfriend, I brought my girlfriend back. He brought his girlfriend. And they get in a little argument, and she goes storming off in the middle of the woods. And then, you know, she's gone for two hours, and then my brother starts freaking out. Where's my girl? Where's my girl? And my dad's just walking by, shaking his head. And he looked at me and said, Weasel doesn't know how to control his woman. 
<laughs> and everybody have a stupid nickname. We just have it because it's in the hideout. You have it because it's what Arkansas. Weasel. Yeah, it's, the, it's the weasel. He's the weasel. But he said weasel can't control his woman. And I, I looked over at my girl. She was over there peeling potatoes for dinner. She was. We were grilling steaks. I looked over. She was sitting at the picnic table peeling potatoes to make french fries to go into steaks. And, you know, my dad looked at me. Weasel can't control his woman. And I was like, you, you know. Don't talk to your brother Weasel. <laughs> there's, a, there's a point to that. And, and this guy, his girlfriend overstepped the boundaries. She went out to the bar with some girlfriends, apparently without asking, which is a big no-no. <laughs> ladies, ladies night out without approval. You know, not on this guy's watch. Kidnap he gets arrested for kidnapping. That's not kidnapping. The police should commend him and say, you know, look at his shirt. He coming out there probably in his boxer shorts, probably wasn't matching, you know, wearing flip flops, looking ridiculous. Where if he had his wife in control, should have something nice, ironed, laid out, and you know, this is what you're gonna wear today. Uh it is the hideout, Hefe and Dubs, the Satchel Patch, the Kid McLovin, one oh six point seven to be JFK. Now listen, I'm not all about the the keeping the pimp hand strong or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Control. But I will say that I do have my chicken control. Like, I got it trained right. You got to control your woman. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, this is coming off the AOL Instant Messenger. Hideout Radio is the name on there. Uh, I bet uh, this is going back to the, the story about the, the scuba divers. Right. Who, uh, on their honeymoon, the, the oxygen got turned off. I bet their wedding song was by Maroon 5, Harder and Harder to Breathe. <laughs> yeah, take every breath away. Um yeah, so any of those, absolutely. Um, all right, well, listen, I, I think what we've pretty much learned here mm. during this segment is that it's okay if your chick wants to get a sex change because it's probably a good thing. Lack of That's loss of control right there. Right. He did not have control of that woman, and you see what happens when you lose control of a woman. She goes off and starts maintaining a beard, goatee, and a penis. Uh, 800-636-1067. <laughs> yeah, that is the definition of out of control. Uh, if you want to get in on the hideout tonight. Uh, McLovin, do you have anything else you wanted to bring up here as we're kind of going about all the stuff we talked about? Are you good? I'm good. I'm all good. Right. Very all cool. right, coming up in, uh, in just a few minutes, we have Regina Lewis. Uh, she is going to tell us how to clean up your digital dirt. She is an AOL consumer advisor. She's going to clean up your uh, digital dirt, basically. When you Google yourself, if there's some unfavorable... On the computer. Yeah, on the computer. On, if there's some unfavorable things that pop up, how do you keep that from happening? Like, I don't know, like, if we were each to Google ourselves, um, yeah. I don't think that there'd be anything positive. No. Uh, you know, you think there might be a few negative things if you're a regular person. There there may be a few positive things but if you're uh, a the, member of the hideout. Part of the reason, yeah, we use, you know, fake names is just because in case something like this happens, F.A. Dubs, Satchel Patch, the Kid McLovin. Uh, but yeah, like I don't, I don't know if any of my real name got Googled anywhere. I don't know. But see, if you get, if you get in serious enough trouble, then you know the, the lead story. There may be four or five stories on your name, but then in the following court documents and in the court cases, then your real name comes out. So you not only would you need to have your alias, you know, eliminated, but y'all like to gamble at all? Y'all, y'all gamble? I do. Every once in a while. Let's, let's throw out, throw out, since we're going to have this girl digital dirt, we can Google ourselves and have the listeners out there Google our names and kind of set an over-under on how many things are going to pop up that we'd like to have erased. I don't know. All right, well, let me look. I mean, we're yeah. Googling, Googling El Jefe. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, you Google El Jefe, you Google Doves, I'll Google Flip Satchel. I'm thinking I probably have right around three or four, maybe five things that I'd like to have wiped off. So I'd set my over-under at... Three. The over-unders at three. You know, you, you take an over, you take an under. 
I think mine would be right around uh, three or four, too. I'd take the over on you. Take the over on me? What would you take the over on you if the over under is three? I'd probably take the under on... Because, see, here's the scenario, though. Like, it, it depends. You have to say, what's the situation? Well, wh- Is the situation for just, like, regular life? Because there's so much stuff under just, Hefe. Just if you yourself would want to get that stuff deleted. Or what about a job, employer? Right. Because I think that's, that could be a way, like, people that have made mistakes that they want off there that they don't want employers to find about. An employer, and, and you being a boss, you could look at it from your perspective, and would you hire this person? Right. And I'll tell you what, uh, there's people out there who go looking a little bit deeper than you think. Like me, uh, when I was looking at roommates and everything, uh, I would get uh, emails back from people saying, hey, this is me, blah, blah, blah. And I would go through, I'd search their email, I'd figure out, you know, what their MySpace and everything throughout their email, and I'd just find as much on them as possible. I think I find it just being thorough. Right. Some people call it creepy. All right, I'll tell you this story real fast. In my regular daytime job during the week, I was doing interviews for a position that we have open. Yeah. And so the woman sat down and, you know, I gave her my, you know, my regular name during the week. Uh, and she goes, yeah, you're a man by many names. And I am, Uh-oh. and I'm interviewing her. Yeah. Okay. And she starts grilling you. And I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, like I immediately, like my body, my <laughs> body posture changed because during the week, you know, I'm program director. I'm Dro Silva. Yeah. On the weekends, I'm Al Hafe. If you Google Dro Silva, the first thing that pops up is hideoutheretics.net. Ugh. That's the, and so then she goes there. Then there was something from like DCR TV where Alex Jimenez, El Jefe, now is Drosel. And so like I'm stopping thinking I'm the one that's interviewing her. Good for her. She's obviously a great candidate. She did her homework. But if she dug deeper at all uh-huh. on hideoutheretics.net and like knows the stuff from the hideout and like, but I immediately when she said that, I mean, I was kind of sitting here like, then I go like this. And I kind of sit back and I, I, you know, I do the defensive cross my arms thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do a lot of radio shows. <laughs> so, well, then you, you got to, like, take in She didn't get hired, did she? She might. Well, you think about that, that stuff could be, uh, if you have that stuff wiped out, you know, it's not on there. You're doing the interview process. You're in control. She actually took control. Of the interview process, because that right there, if she comes on, she can use that, you know, for a lawsuit, you know, say sexual discrimination. You know? um, but that is a scary thing, and I want to talk to this chick about it next. Like, the, there is nothing now. There is nothing that the power of Google that you won't know about. Like, I even got a, I found this story that I want to tell you guys about in a second, about some trick that gets drunk on a plane, starts throwing around the N-bomb, this whole situation. But from now on, anytime she will go and try to get a job, I think she was only like 20-something. From now on, whenever she tries to go get a job, this chick, this will always pop up. Follow she, her she called a flight attendant the end bomb, <laughs> and her friend's saying, well, she's okay if she drinks beer, and she's nice if she's sober, but if you give her vodka, she's a bitch. You know? <laughs> and it's like, wow, from now on, that will always be there. And that's like we're in that age. Or anything we ever do from now on, it's it. It's out there. And, and there's another question in there too. Are there any alcohols that change you as a person? Yes. Is it is it all alcohol or liquor. is it just liquor? Liquor. I don't drink liquor personally. What what happens to you? You turn uh, into a racist. I, I wake up in jail. I have before. I've I woken up in jail. Uh, I have you know completely you know what's going on here you know and then I was under 
you know, I was explain, had it explained to me that I was Houdini taking handcuffs off. And that was this chick. She was like, I don't remember calling the yeah. bomb. I don't remember fighting. I don't remember any handcuffs. I got horse tied. I had pictures of me horse tied in the back of a cop car with the leash shut in the door. And I, I had no recollection of it. And my parents wouldn't come get me out of jail. They left me. I've, I've woken up in, in jail. I've, you know, total memory loss. Uh, you know, the, not that they're waking up next to the 300 pounders mm. long or, or bad, but it is. Sometimes it is. Yeah. All right. Well, well this chick, her, her, uh, her brother goes, yeah, that those nasty comments, the M-bombs, that's just drunk talk. My sister isn't a racist. That's why, sorry, officer, I, I had to wreck. I was, I was drunk. Normally, if I'm driving, I'm a good driver, but I was drunk. I was going to say, do you think that's a good defense? Do you think you're the real you when you're drunk? Or no. is that the fake you? I have I have anxiety about uh, days after I drink. Like I'll, I'll think back, and it's a slow drip that comes back in my head of the stupid stuff I would say the day before. And oh, yeah. I get embarrassed that embarrassed day. Embarrassed for yourself? Yeah, embarrassed. And I think everybody's thinking about how much of an ass I was the night before, and I get I have high anxiety from it. Right. I, I barely drink. But it's, it's like shooting salad. Is That's what I have a term for. And it, it's pretty much you can't control what comes out of your mouth. You're just talking, and it happens with drugs as well. So, you know, if you're under the influence of things, you talk about things you ordinarily wouldn't. And a lot of it can be embarrassing, especially with, you know, I would have friends that would use cocaine, for instance, and, and the stuff they would talk about, they'd be having a conversation of how their parents had back problems in high school. And I'd be sitting there, what the hell are you talking about? And it happens with alcohol, too. So I think definitely alcohol changes, your, you know, your perspective. Um, let's take a break. Let's come back. We'll talk to this uh, this chick about the Regina digital. Regina Lewis, uh, cleaning up your digital dirt. AOL Consumer Advisor. The website is reputationdefender.com. And the other thing we're going to do, too, after that is we'll play a little game show that we played started playing a couple of weeks ago. We'll give out some prizes called hideout or hogwash i'm going to give you the example one now and we're going to have to ponder it all right you got to ponder it for the next 30 minutes and the basically is is this statement true or is it hogwash all right and that's what you'll be playing for here's the statement did a hideout member once be a suspect for a felony investigation involving a city worker an orange a tractor and a school bus hideout or hogwash all right, in 30 minutes, we'll play the game and give you the answer to that. But first, we'll see if we can dig up some digital dirt next in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. In the first hour of the Hideout, we learned about J. Doug's Walmart bathroom stories. We talked about a woman becoming a man and how it affects a marriage. We talked about a man hiding in a couch. We talked about a scuba diving murder. Satchel Patch talked about how alcohol affects him. I'm the Kid McLovin, and now you're up to date on the Hideout. Good evening, godless sodomite. The Hideout. Or we will destroy this place. Saturday night means the hideout in D.C. It's 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. The Satchel Patch is here, along with the Kid McLovin, and another fine Kid McLovin news update 
I'm loving it, man. I really am. It's good stuff over there. Uh, first hour, like you heard, was a lot of headline stuff. We got some more of that to get to. In a moment, we'll be playing the game Hideout or Hogwash. But we've spent the break Googling ourselves um, in the computer sense of the word. And we, we're, we're doing this because one of the main things about the hideout is when you're in the hideout, during the week, you got to be your, you, you got to be, you know, the, the person that you put on. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, it's not who you really want to be. You're at your job. You have stuff you got to do. But Saturday nights in the hideout, that's where you use a fake name. Hefe, Dubs, Satrapatch, the Kid McLovin. So that, honestly, for this exact reason why we're about to talk to Regina Lewis from AOL, it's this exact reason. Because I just Googled myself. Mm -hmm. All, like, seven names that I've ever used before. And uh, to go to your point a second ago, Satrapatch, there's nothing that I think I would be offended by or that I would worry about people seeing if I gave them the right name. But when uh, you give them one name, it can spider into, if they do enough research, they'll find the other names. Yeah, if they if they research the name during the week, that's the program director, the AM talk show host, Dro Silva, El Jefe, pops up. But I'm okay with that. You know, but as far as my real name and real stuff, none of that stuff pops up. So I'm not too concerned. Hey, let's talk to Regina really quickly. Uh, Regina Lewis is the AOL Consumer Advisor. And this is so apropos for the, the four boys here in the hideout. Regina, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, welcome into the hideout. How are you? Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, here's what's going on. Uh, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to listen to the show at all, but the reason we've brought you in is because we are four deviants, uh, not only in our radio life, but some of us in our personal lives. And the whole thing about cleaning up your digital dirt, as soon as we saw that AOL was giving out some tips on this, we were like, we got to do it. Uh, this is... It's kept us from getting jobs. It's kept us from getting chicks. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's a lot of stuff that it's kept us from doing. Uh, what, did, what do you call digital dirt, though, just so we get some background on this? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like your modern-day credit score. It's your rep online, and it's really findable. I mean, you guys spent the break Googling yourself if mm -hmm. you think, you know, uh, your next eligible uh, date or your next possible employer or the admissions office, if you should ever go back to school or for young people listening, aren't going to Google you think again, because they are. And what can come up, you know, can cost you. What happens is the Internet has such staying power. So it's kind of like the tattoo you got that's not so cool when you're older. Oh, I have uh, plenty of those. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, and let me let me tell you about this. Will tell you uh, a little bit about me, so you'll know what kind of digital dirt you're looking at. Um, I have tattoos all over my body from lost football bets. So on my back, I have like Indianapolis and the Green Bay logo. I have uh, uh, Bucko Bruce from uh, the uh, Buccaneers on my buttocks. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's enough. Uh, ink dirt on my body that I want to get rid of and expunge. The digital dirt is even more so than that. How do you even begin to do that, Regina? No wonder you're hiding out. Yeah, no, um, right? I'm kidding. Uh, oh, well, a couple of things. One, if you know, you can contact companies. First of all, check your friends' sites, right? I mean, if somebody, if you're underage, for instance, and a friend of yours has got a picture of you with a beer in your hand, you know, that yeah. can get you kicked off the little cross team. So look around, for starters. Google yourself. See what you see. 
And if, you know, there's something on the site that you want taken down, go to the site's policy, right? Use their language. It was crafted by lawyers. Write them and say, hey, I think this is defamation of character. Could you please pull this down? Don't just say, hey, you know, this is bumming me out. Don't be casual about it. Yeah. There's also a, a player called reputationdefender.com. I spoke with the founder of their site. It was kind of interesting. He said, you know, they'll take this on on your behalf. So they give you a list of what they turned up. And then if you see something, they say, okay, we got this covered. And, you know, for like 10 bucks a month, uh, they go and they handle that on your behalf and try to literally clean up retroactively the digital dirt. The other thing, and, you know, your station website and the various names you use, that comes up on the top. Right. Right? Because you guys are in this business. So, you know, some things you can erase, but you can make them less relevant by controlling what's on the top. You know, get your own website, your own URL. Um, and, you know, that that's not that hard to do. Start commenting on blogs. Make sure enough positive stuff's out there that at least the dirt <laughs> is buried. So you can you, kind of uh, try to spin it for yourself and uh, make some fake names and go out there and say, hey, this uh, El Jefe character is a great guy. He's a, he's a wonderful person, but it's actually you up there putting it on there. I didn't say fake names. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, like, let's say... You want enough positive spin out there. Or if you're running a small business or trying to get something off the ground or trying to get a date, frankly, make sure when they Google you that maybe, you know, your own MySpace page, your own uh, website that you built is there <laughs> now, to see. Let me, let me tell you about something I do. I create digital dirt for other people. Um, That's uh, illegal. I don't know if you want to admit I, to that. I scuff people's shoes Quite often. People I went to high school with, I'll create fake MySpaces for them and then uh, talk to other people from my high school. And uh, and the reason I'm doing this, it's not to be mean. Yes, it is. It, it's for me to have a good laugh at the uh, class reunion when everybody hates this kid. That's the yes. only reason. Uh, well, I have, having, you know, covered MySpace extensively, I will tell you that it's pretty much a clear-cut violation of their policy. You better be careful, dude, because oh, you can right. get, you know, you'll pick on the wrong person someday. Hey, Regina, I have a question for you. Now, I, I Googled an alias of mine, uh, what I go by, and it, it comes up from some stuff I've done in the past, uh, stunts, various things, where there were actually, I was sued for felonies. <laughs> and and I, I don't know how to get it off, and it's, it's on Several things. If, I mean, I Googled my name, and first thing it comes up is, is this. One, two, three, four. I, it's, out of the first ten, you know, before I go to next, everything is about this. these felonies. Tell her about the incident. Yeah, Tell her, Gina. It, it was, it was our, you know, nothing. It was Arkansas. They had a gay pride parade, and it was Arkansas's very first one they ever did. And I thought it would be a great idea to get some, you know, gay DVDs and go hand them out to uh, everybody there. Apparently it wasn't so. It's kind of against the law, and, and I got charged with two felonies but it's it's almost people think that i'm almost like a uh even though i did it you know not out of, of, of you know i was nah, was malicious malicious doing it it was kind of a joke but it, it comes up <laughs> under my name porno for djs and it says <laughs> flip satchel sued for felonies of handing out porn and, and the, the worst thing about it is there was a 16 year old kid that ended up with one of these so it almost comes out to look like i'm some kind of uh Deviant sex offender, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, gay pornography and minors and well, felonies. Are. Speedos. And Speedo, but you mix all this into one and it's, it looks bad. Turns and into a felony. I want to take it off. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to do it. 
I think I think that is a case that's so over the top. I'd, I'd go to ReputationDefender.com. I think you need to hire them. Reputation. So if I go to ReputationDefender.com, let me write that down. ReputationDefender.com. Right. So I need to go to them, and will right, they right. go to to these? You know, it's in newspapers, old. You know, old right, television well, sites. News, oh, newspapers and old television sites is tougher, right? Because they're not going to take that down. So you're a candidate to either give up. It was that five old years ago. Your past. Well, I, well, you know what? I'm surprised it's top ten then. But do you still use that name? I wouldn't have fired you. Yeah, he still goes by the satchel patch here in the hideout. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's almost his fault, right? Well, or you've got to really... See, since that stuff is old, you should go to GoDaddy.com right now and pick an you know, URL, satchel app, whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah. Create some sort of page, link to a MySpace page that's yours, and try to get that below the fold. You said it was before you clicked next. You want it after you clicked next. That's so true. Hey, by the way, I want to recap for those people. Regina Lewis joining us here in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK, the AOL Consumer Advisor. You know, Regina, this is actually points to, and, and because, you know, a lot of the preparation that we do for this show, we talk about some of these oddball things. We actually didn't know Flip when he did that. And we goofed on him at that time, so it's kind of funny that he's here. But anytime you make just one mistake, like from now on, just one mistake is always going to be out there in the universe, isn't it? Well, I mean, look no further than celebrities and TMZ.com, right? I mean, that there was the, they can't have a single misstep and they don't even have time to regroup and spin it because boom, it's out there. So I would say that's true, but, you know, what are you going to do about it other than to play offense and make sure that you're kind of controlling your on- online destiny a little bit, even down to the email address you use. So domains.aol.com, you can totally have an AOL address for your radio program so that it's not, you know, wildguys at hotmail.com. Well, uh, uh, one thing that I do, uh, and this is maybe just a hint out there for other people, uh, I've been looking for a roommate for a while to, uh, you know, kind of move out and do that with a, a new person that I've never met before. So these people email me back, and uh, I go through and I actually run their email address and uh, all these different search engines, MySpace, and all this kind of stuff to find out who they are, what they're all about. Is that creepy, or is that like uh, a common practice to, just to find out what dirt's out there? Well, I mean, I think you're going to go live with the person, right? So yeah. it's a way of, of vetting certain uh, People, I think those are logical checks and balances. What if I just do it to find out they're hot? Yeah, because that's what he does. I mean, you set it up like it was something smart, but you're just looking to see if she was cute or not. No, well, you know what? Hey, but same thing, but as long as she knows that that's doable, I mean, that's the other real takeaway. All right. Is maybe she you is. use a separate email to deal with uh, guys like you until it's a sure thing, and then you give them your real one. Because I, I almost feel like it's a public service because, you know, really are, we're four creepy dudes. I mean, you haven't heard from the creepiest one. He's just sitting there. So, like, you want to make sure, you want to make sure, like, that you know that this is out there and people can get access to this stuff. It sounds like to me, Satchel Patch, what she's saying is you need to create a website in which, like, it's all about how you're doing positive things. You know, you're doing the Lord's work. You're working with sick children. And the positive thing shouldn't be a blood test. Everything that's good that maybe you could do, opposed to all this this bad stuff from so your past. It'd be like pushing all the stuff that's on page one, maybe back to page ten. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Is that totally. right, Regina? Yeah, it's like, you know, cleaning the room fast when you stick it all under the bed. How can I do it with my MySpace? I have a, well... Maybe wouldn't want to do that. Maybe either, you just but... want to take it down. Hey, any other words, tips of advice, Regina? Really quick. I mean, because you know we're talking to young guys, just about you know, because you think about what's been put up on YouTube and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like 
do we really got to be careful about what we're putting on our on our social networking websites and stuff, or can we put anything like when Dubs tased himself uh, on his junk area with a taser? Like, is that going to like? Do they need to be conscious of that? Yeah, I mean, I think you, well, you guys push the envelope, so you got to know what's going to keep you from getting arrested. Mm-hmm. But other people just have to think ahead and and control the access. You know, on MySpace, you can say, "Hey, I want it to be private. I want to." approve people being able to look at this or i want to have it public certainly for young people i think you're hard pressed to make the case you know if you're 16 or under why you need a public page that anyone under the sun can look at but for you guys you're that annoys me when i can't look at their pages yeah that is really annoying <laughs> well, I'm, right now, I'm thinking thank goodness you can't no, <laughs> but for, for you know for you guys who anybody trying to you know promote a, a radio show or keep it going or cultivate an online fan base yeah you, you couldn't at, want to be more public which is why i think if it all adds up a really intuitive email address getting the smart website up there it doesn't have to be fancy it doesn't have to be updated every day it's really a placeholder and if you can get other people in the radio industry for instance to link to it you gotta have some traffic to move up those google search terms but that'd be a winning combination. I mean, just to repeat back, you'd have the good stuff drowning out the bad stuff, and it'd be on top. Now, do you have any uh, dirt of yourself out there that you had to clean up, or is it? You know, I've been um, reasonably lucky. Now, I will tell you that there are comments and things on, you know, shows I've done where people are like, oh, she, you know, she stinks. So, like, I can't believe that. What, what a dumb blonde. She said nothing. You, you can't. You, you know, that's freedom of speech. But if there was defamation of character or if people had posted my home address or the names and ages of my kids and where they went to school, you bet I'd contact that site in two seconds and say, I think it's dangerous, it's jeopardizing my safety, it's personal information, I want it down. Oh, wow, you're a cutie. Yeah, wow, we just all went and Googled Regina Lewis and bam, look at that. Wow, that's awesome. You get a lot of people that send you creepy emails and stuff? Um, I have some fans in prison, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so do we. That makes us appear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we... Uh... We have something in common now. Yeah, we're all in Northern Virginia. Why not? Let's all hang out. Uh, well, there you go. What's your address? I, I could, I could <laughs> do the Saturday night hideout. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Regina, good stuff. Thanks for coming in and helping, uh, really helping the Satchel Patch. Because when I saw this, he was like, he genuinely, like before, he was like, I got to get rid of all this stuff that is about me handing out gay porn and Speedo at a parade <laughs> in Arkansas to children. And it's like, at the very least, we can start. Uh, hey, well, Regina, let me ask you this. I know you're with AOL and you're the uh, the consumer advisor. Is all this really the fault of the Internet, though? Like, can we blame all this on the Internet? Cause before, the devil net? Yeah, the devil net. Because beforehand, like, it would have been in just this local stupid Arkansas paper where they misspell things, but now it's available everywhere. <laughs> well, before then, it would have been in the paper, but then someone would have to, you know, go to Arkansas and dig it up or go watch it on you know, film at the library if they had saved it. I think mm-hmm. it's the staying power of the Internet. Now, on the one hand, you could say, sorry, I'm really glad I found that out of that satchel. On the other hand, you know, Satchel's going to have to reinvent himself online and, and uh, hope that he can minimize that by people saying, hey, you know, that was five years ago, then it was six years ago. That time frame, and as long as you don't, you know, draw... Attention, divert the traffic, and it'll become less and less relevant. And here's something I've been saying for a long time, and it, only time will tell if this is true. I hope it happens in my lifetime. It, because people are so naive on the net right now, and, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't, you aren't protected no matter who you are. I guarantee we're going to have a presidential candidate who is going to have Dugan pictures out there 
Uh, of, from, his, of his manhood? Yeah, some junk pictures floating around online that he sent to some chick on Yahoo Chat or yeah, AOL Chat. I, the kids now, they just don't get it. They don't yeah. understand that that stuff could be out there. And yeah, I've done it. It just takes one person to save it, and then you're ruined. You know what I mean? Man. Oh, yeah. With young people, it, it's brutal that way. And people can pretend to be other people. And it's, there's a term for it, cyberbullying. The penalties have mm-hmm. to be high. And, you know, I, I think... When I talk to young people, the, the biggest deterrent is when I say, hey, you know, you could get caught, right? I mean, right. Uh, you can because it's very traceable. So, you know, bottom line, if you really cross the line, they'll find you. They know exactly how to. Uh, uh, Cyberbully, it sounds kind of corny, but there was an instance where some mother... Had a, you know, had did a MySpace page about some girl, and the little girl ended up killing herself. Yeah, now that's maybe snapping over the line a little bit. Yeah, that girl shouldn't have killed herself. But this, we, her being weak-minded. I mean, it's it's bullying like we all grew up getting bullied. But now, if you have to put a term like cyberbully, it just all kind of sounds kind of corny to me. Yeah, but let me play devil's advocate here, and I think Regina will agree with me because I think we're hitting it off a lot, and I'm gonna get her <laughs> number later. I think the I think the problem is the fact that. You know, when you got bullied at school, you could just, like, if you left school, you left the bully. Yeah, but you left with that, with a black eye. But regardless, like, you could still go home and you could you could bury cry. yourself in a book and cry and, you know, whatever. But now, if it's cyberbullying, it never leaves you. Like, you're always 24-7 getting bullied. It doesn't matter. Even if uh, the Internet wasn't around right now, Sam Mayhar would still be stinky-ass to me. So the bullying doesn't stop. Even if there yeah, is no weapon involved. Yeah, but he wouldn't be that every time he Googled his name. Would you agree with me, Regina, or not? Well, we were hitting it off till I found out you cry. But after, um, <laughs> after, after that, I would say that, yeah, it has staying power. And then the kids become absolutely devastated by it. Plus, the, the interesting thing is a lot of times, you know, I, I covered this for The View and other shows that are very mom-oriented. And when you say cyberbullying, all the kids, you know, all the moms kind of think, well, that's not my kid. But it tends to be the kids who would never, for lack of a better, better word, have the guts to do it in person. It's the skinny kid, right? It's the Doogie Hauser. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're tech-savvy in that, you know, Jenny pretends to be Susie and posts something that's not really from Susie saying, I want to take Jesse to the prom so that Jesse thinks that's uncool. Mm. And ask Jenny, you know, <laughs> like, like the same stuff we used to do. But you're right. I mean, when something gets out there that's slanderous and, you know, and it's simple stuff for girls. It's stuff like, you know, an, an I am exchange that said, I think her jeans didn't fit very well. And for guys, it tends to be, you know, so catty gets cattier, I think mean girls. And for guys, it tends to be pretty aggressive. Like, you know, uh, if you missed the goal this weekend, I wouldn't show up in the locker room. Uh, let me tell you, let me ask you if I could get in trouble for this one, and I'm just going to say it hypothetically. Let me reset what we're doing. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Speaking of Regina Lewis, uh, AOL Consumer Advisor, you got to go check out our website. Very hot, reginalewis.com. We'll be talking about her plans after the show in a second. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one time, uh, more than one time, I went online with the name of a woman, um, and I would talk to guys. And I would have them meet me out of the bar, and me and my buddies just stand across the street, sit in our car. Oh, you got you got to stop! I can't even listen to this. Are you kidding, man? How many felonies is he committing? None, because we were we, bullied. Yeah, we didn't do yeah, anything. No. We just would sit there and laugh while so he's so wrong. So no, with, with all due respect, yeah, that's about as wrong as you can get. I, I agree. That one. I completely agree with you, Virginia. Hey, I, uh, you're in Northern Virginia. Where are you going to hang out tonight? Thursdays. You there? 
Gina gone? What's that? She didn't like that question. I guess she's gone. Oh, she had to hang up on us. She, she th you're too much of a cyber bully for her. <laughs> you offended her, and then you had to go on and, and then find out what pub watering hole she was going to be at later on. And, and she said, that's it. All right, well, thank her anyway for uh, coming on the show, Regina. Yeah, I just wanted to find out where she was going to be. I know she's in it, Northern Virginia where we broadcast. Actually, she had some useful information. We had to get these. Uh, it sounds a lot worse the way y'all say it. See, this wasn't that big of a deal, but when y'all describe it, Speedo, gay porn, and kids, you know, it's... It doesn't I mean, seem that bad to you. But that's but not the way we describe it. That's the way the news describes it. And we're just relaying that. We just happen to be talking about that it. Off. I got to get that off. You do, man, because that's... Did you already Google yourself? What What did you Google? Flip Satchel. P-H-L-I-P. Satchel. Flip. P-H-L-I-P. Satchel. S-A-T-C-H-E-L. Just Google that, and boom. First thing, point for DJs. S what? A-T-C-H-E-L. Flip Satchel. Let me see what comes up. Read the headlines. Oh, man. Look at Regina, this. you there? I am. Sorry, hi. Did you hang up on us? Were you uh, offended? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Honestly, my iPhone crashed. Uh, uh, I hear that happens a lot. So, yeah, we were about to let you go. I just wanted to know, since you were in Northern Virginia, where you were hanging out tonight. That was really yeah. it. Oh, that's all right. I was, uh, I was at Fox News Channel all morning, so I'm in the New York area. Ah, uh, gotcha. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming into the hideout. Like, we were just talking, Flip is, like, eternally grateful he really wanted to get rid of this digital dirt, and he was really down for doing that. So we appreciate you coming in and helping him out. It's you awesome. got it. All right, we'll talk about right. next time. There she goes. Okay, see you guys. This is Regina Lewis. You got to check out her website. Yeah. She's good looking. She is good looking. All right, here's what comes up for Just the satchel. Just a little bit big, but whatever. Hey, man, that's sometimes kind of hot. Yeah. Here's what comes up on the satchel patch, all right? First one, porno for DJs. Second one, porno for DJs. Third one. Passion of the producer. The passion of Stanley, which I guess was the passion of the producer. Where he walked around wearing a cross. That is made up uh, a six foot by, I think it was, a, oh, it may have been seven foot by five foot cross out of one by sixes. Yeah. And carried it about eight miles across town. How was that? That's amazing. That Tough. That was five years ago and you're still number one when that pops up? Yeah. I, got, I, don't, I don't know how to. I don't know. She gave me something. Like create a website. I really don't know how to do well, that what, either. What you got to do is just create something that's going to get more hits than those. With, uh, the, with uh, that, with your flip. So it's on there. by it's on hits. That's yeah. how that's how it's rated uh, Google, by hits. Yeah, Google's rated by hits. Well, I'm I'm more of the reputationdefender.com. Go to those people. Say this is defamation of character. It says felonies up there. It was misdemeanors. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, it's like whenever you know one of the biggest things for me whenever the case went through is that it would be expunged off my record. Yeah. Just so it wouldn't come up. That's your legal record. Yeah. That's but my not legal the record. news, though. Exactly. So, like, if I'm going to get a job or something, they run a background check, it doesn't come up. But if they, all you got to do is Google? Google now. Boom. That's crazy, man. I should have it expunged off my Google. Well, that's what you're going to try to do. That's why we're trying to help a brother out. Reputationdefender.com. All right, let's take a break and come back. You want to come back and play the game? We got some prizes yeah, to give have, out from the hideout prize closet. Yeah, uh, if people want to call in, 800-636-1067. We're going to be doing hideout or hogwash. We're going to give you a situation. You have to decide if it happened to one of uh, the hideout members in here, either myself, Hefe, Flip Satchel, or the Kid McLovin, and then we will uh, tell you if that was real, fake, hideout, or hogwash. And uh, the first one we gave away, what, a half hour ago? Yeah, I, uh, if you want me to, I'll, I'll go over it again. This is the one you can call up and guess on now. Hideout or hogwash? Did a hideout member once 
become a suspect in a felony investigation involving a city worker, an orange, a tractor, and a school bus. Hideout or hogwash? We'll take a break. We'll take a break and come. If you, that seems like a gimme to me if you want. <laughs> the question is, who is it? Uh, 800-636-1067 if you want to hop in. Uh, we got some sort of prizes for you. I don't know what exactly, but CK says we always have stuff if we want to play a game. So you're going to get something out of the hideout prize closet. On the other side of this message is, again, 800-636-1067 if you want to get in. It is Saturday night. It is Hefe and Dubs. And we are in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. The hideout. The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. That's bad radio. The hideout. The hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other is screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. Saturday night in the Hideout, half and dubs, 106.7 WJFK. We were going to do Hideout or Hogwash right now, but there's an issue back in the studio. Uh, the screener's not there right now, and we will do Hideout or Hogwash next segment, so... Keep by your uh, phone, and we'll make sure we get you on next segment to play Hideout or Hogwash. Yeah, hang tight. We'll get you in. Um, yeah, just hang tight. We'll do it like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Just to get you surprises. Still find out what Hideout member, if one did, did a Hideout member become a suspect in a felony investigation involving a city worker in orange, a tractor, or the school bus? Is that Hideout or Hogwash? We'll find that out in about 20 if it's hogwash just because someone had a banana instead of the orange, then no, I'd be upset. No, it's not gonna... Then I'd be upset. Oh, you have to just guess whether or not it's hideout or hogwash. But I'd like yeah. once you do hideout if you guess somebody, too. Yeah. Then you don't have to get that right, but that'll be kind of fun. We'll have to wait a segment for that. Uh, it is 106.7 WJFK on a Saturday night. I really was going to be bummed if I didn't get to hang out with you guys. I've been waiting all week to hang out. Yeah, get back were... with the show. Well, you found out like an hour before the show you had to head out. And you were genuinely upset yeah. about it. Yeah, I was livid. I was genuinely livid because uh, some people around this building have let me down one too many times, and I'm going to make some heads roll. The kid? Yeah, the kid is one of them. There's no doubt about that. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we were going to do the game here, but instead, uh, a couple weeks ago, the Satchel, Batch said, Satchel Patch said, listen... I wanna I wanna bring something new to the table to the hideout. I think it's something that's really in the demographic. You know, we're looking for eighteen to forty four year old men. Men's men too. Those are guys that hang out in the hideout on a Saturday night before they go out and really cause some uh you know, some ruckus around the town. And Flip told me he's like, you know what men like? They like guns. They like girls. They like big trucks. And they like poetry. Yes. So we uh two weeks ago started a segment. Much to my chagrin, called... It wouldn't have anything, but... Well, it, it was called This Week in Poetry. That's what we started off with because, you know, we basically take something from the previous week and we make a little poem about it. Right. And, you know, I think we were going over dumb poetry jam, daft poetry jam. Well, it's really to get in touch with our inner feelings and our, and our inner poet because there is a poet within all oh, of us. Of course. 
right, uh, who wants to go first sharing their poetry? Um, I, I can, can do it first. If you, you can do. All right, let's let's do Dubs's first then. All right, all right here's Dubs's poetry. Hold, right. hold on. This one's called New Roommate. I found a roommate with hair so sweet. I didn't I didn't pick it because she lived close to work. I didn't. Uh, oh, <laughs> hold on. Oh, yeah, hold on. Right, hold on. Deuce trill. All right, hold on a second. Can we dump the last two minutes? Let's yes, please. All right, here we go. Double dump. Here we go. New roommate. I found a new roommate with hair so sweet. I didn't pick it because it was close to work. Me thinking of her while I bring a batch was the perk. I'm moving in a week. <laughs> You're awful. I'm moving in a week, and rummaging through her underwear drawer is what I will seek. Sorry, that was awful. That Jesus. wasn't that bad. No, no. it was. All right, so so it may be a little harder for some of us to get in touch with that inner poet, yeah. but I, I like the effort and where he's going with it. All right, explain it in English. Okay. I basically got a new roommate. I'm yes! Moving, I'm moving yes! in. Dubs has been living with me for the last 18 months, and he is out of here. <laughs> Goodbye, so long, good riddance, beat it. Scram. <laughs> I feel bad, too. I, I'm going to miss you as well. So long. <laughs> now, you you, find, you found a roommate. It's a chick. Chick. Is she hot? Very cute. Very cute. Works at a bar. Yeah, manager of a bar. So A bar where they allow dogs, which yeah. is really cool. And she what? Has, yeah, a bar wow. that allows dogs. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Before. Stay the hell away from that place. Why? I love it. I love it awesome. I I've taken my dog up there like three times in the last week. Uh, I don't, buying your dog a drink. I understand pouring a little beer on the floor, let the dog lap it up, and get it a buzz. But take it to a bar, buying a drink. Get yourself a woman. Why would you want to take a dog to the bar? Because it's fun. I like to be with my dog. Good. So right. you, J Dubs, yes. have also two now. Um, she she made you an offer today, correct? Well, yeah, I went over and hung out with her for a little bit at the bar today, and she asked me, she's like, are you uh, involved? Are you single? What was your deal? And I said, I'm single. So she's going to uh, go around, and she has a few chicks she's going to hook me up with, and I'll be able to do kind of a, a redneck bachelor type thing where I'm you know, sitting there handing draft beer to the one I like. I'll tell you this. As a guy who uh, passed Blue Ribbon, as a guy, Natty Light, as a guy who really has lived with you for the last 18 Ice months, house. I'm very excited about the fact that you're going to be able to go out there and spread your wings with some bush <laughs> beer. All right? I'm really stoked about the fact that you're out of my house. You're taking that mangy dog with you. You're gonna, my dog is not mangy. You're going to grow up. You're, gonna, you're living with a girl, a hot girl that runs a bar who may have some hot chicks. Now, I haven't met this girl yet. Cheap bar tabs. Yeah, but whatever. Like, it's a great situation yeah. for you. I think Get it's... out! Now! I got ten days. Wrong. Can't move in till then. All right, well, that's very cool. Dubs is growing up. Who wants to do their poem? I'll next? go. I'll go. All right. Now, we... last week I was on vacation. I was back in Arkansas. And so this is a little experience, uh, you know, uh, a little excerpt of, of what happened there. All right, here we go. And Frank. Oh. And Frank had it easy. <laughs> she never dealt with sex Nazis. <laughs> Harry, Sherry, and Mr. Larry with their morals. Two adult satchels hating des desperate times call for desperate measures. Hank Williams Jr. was right. Country boy can survive. P. Rowe trip was the solution. Now, if you don't know what a P. Rowe that's a small canoe. P-Road Trip was the solution. Island full of goats was the destination. 
Wooded wilderness, wooded wilderness provided little comfort. Finding the right place while avoiding bearded billies took considerable effort. Just grab that small tree and bend over. <laughs> I took notes from my old dog Rover. Nothing. Nonetheless, nonetheless, our mission was accomplished. To get rid of the residue, we swam at the fish. Explaining to the sex Nazis how to pet goats drew little criticism. My grandmother's car would be the next victim. Jeez. All right, it's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK, the week in poetry. All right, so you went home to Arkansas. Your yeah. chick went with you. Yes, I took my girl back with how, me. How visiting the family. Is this her meeting the family for the first yeah. time? And, and not, the, not the family, the family reunion. How did Ooh. Arkansas take to a Cuban chick? Uh, not, they, they all liked her. They'd never seen the likes of her before. Wow, it's like know? an alien. And uh, so we go on this family reunion on a lake and camp pretty much for a week with, there was, uh, at the fish pile on Friday, we had 54 satchels there. So, <laughs> so what we do, we fish, you know, we have little competitions and games, we live off the land, fish, have a big fish pile on Friday and stuff like that. It's a good time. How many crosses y'all burn? Not many. Okay. Uh, no, it's not that type of deal. We have prayer service. You know, it's something for the kids. It's real family, yeah, wholesome, like wholesome it. environment. And my parents are real old school. And, they're, you know, we, we had to sleep in separate beds, even though we were in a camper. Hey, you know, she had to sleep on the kitchen table. I had to sleep on the couch. You know, it breaks down into right. like a little bed type thing. And, you know, I would try to sneak over in her bed, whatever, my parents, both of them. You know, they even hired like little, we called them the sex Nazis. They wouldn't let us touch. And it was driving us crazy. So there's this island. Do they know about you in your past? Yes. That's what, but it doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't understand it, but it's, it's their way. It's their Were place. Were they just jealous? It could be. My dad probably was. But we had to, you know, there's this island called Goat Island because it has goats on it. And, and we got in a piro and paddled probably half a mile against the current. It's still a lake, but it has a current running through it. Went to the backside of this island. And she was like, you know, bring a life jacket or a blanket or something. I said, look at this. You know, we're in the middle of the woods in the wilderness. It's not going to help. Grab that. Just grab that tree. <laughs> all right, all right. I see what you're saying. You know, but, but then there were goats. Like when I say there's goats, they were within 15 foot. Probably 10 goats. Were within, they just staring at Staring. You? Doing nothing. Cause, uh, Can you do it? grass? Yeah, no, it's, it's the wilderness. There's no really grass there. It's a wooded area. Ah. But but apparently somebody feeds these things, so it's not afraid of humans, so it'll come up to you. And so we're sitting there. She's scared as all get out, and, and there's goats around, and I'm trying to do the business. It, it, was, it was quite a distraction, to say the least. But, uh, you know, everything worked out well. Got back in the canoe. The parents were kind of like, you know, what are y'all doing over there? Why do you go there right, to hold on pet second. the goats? Can you imagine this poor Cuban girl swimming over from Cuba, it was her idea. making it to the United States? Then all of a sudden, she's bent over in Arkansas with a bunch of goats. Holding on just to a how, tree. Just how far? <laughs> like, is this the American dream? It is. We, we got on a raft Cuba for this? That's the way we do it back home, old boy. Oh, boy. Well, that's all right. You got more stories later on? From the oh, home? yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get into those eventually. That's how you control your woman. Yeah, obviously. That's control. Grab, grab that tree and bend over. Uh-huh. All right. So, hideout, half and dubs, 106.7 WJFK. This one uh, is mine. I've decided I'm going to step up to the podium and I'm going to do, I call this one, The Cure. I've been fat all my life. <laughs> and I usually get fatter when I find a new potential wife. 
But not this time, declares El Hefty. Soon I'll be gorgeous and nifty. How will I do it this go-round? With speed, of course, you silly clown. I'll be aided with pills and a vitamin shot prick. So that hopefully in three months I'll finally okay, be able to okay, see my... Okay, okay, I know where you're going. <laughs> there it is. So, anyone who's listened to The Hideout for any extended period of time... You're fat. ...knows that I'm fat, and I fluctuate. I'm the male Oprah. Yeah, he. Uh, it, it's odd. When I first met El Jefe, he was near, not quite, but near 300, probably right. 290. right. Uh, and then you dropped down uh, when we moved to D.C. I got correct? down. I was probably floating in the... 220s? The, yeah, probably the 220s pretty consistently. But let me... It goes back further than that. You look like Sonic the Hedgehog's enemy <laughs> <laughs> with the glasses and the, and the pregnant belly. A hedgehog. Uh, you know, as a kid, I was fat. Then I lost the weight in middle school and in high school. Then when I when I got engaged the first go-round... Can, can I interject one... You've told me, and I don't think you've told us on the air yet, of how far it even goes back further than that to when you're a baby laying in your crib. Yeah, see, what happened is I know I'm an emotional eater. Like, whenever things get, whenever I'm happy or sad, I eat. Mm. You know, I'm just, I'm an emotional eater. That's So, um, when I'm with my mom and my, my aunt not too long ago, they were telling stories about the childhood, and I found out why I'm an emotional eater. My mom had me, she was at Texas Tech University, so when I was a baby, she was like a sophomore junior in college so what they used to do because i would cry mm. they would just line my bottles uh line my uh my crib with bottles so i'm in my crib and i'm crying i reach over i grab a bottle i drink it you stop crying i stop crying i throw it i'm there i'm content for a little while then all of a sudden i get bummed out again as a baby i reach over grab i grab bottle. the bottle i drink it and then i throw it so that's the root of my emo- my emotional like you eating. You haven't really changed. It's not bottles anymore. It's like uh, full steaks. It's everything. Yeah. So anyway. Rack of ribs. The first time I got engaged and got married, that's when I got up near 290. I finally lost a lot of the weight. Then I met my new chick. And that's when I started getting fat again. Well, I'm tired of being fat. Lucky enough, at the station that I work at during the week, they've got a new sponsor. And it's like this medical thing. Yeah. Where they have put me on this plan. It's like this diet plan. 500 calories a day. Ugh. Aided by an, uh, uh, an uh, uh, appetite suppressant. Is that a, is that a bowl of frosted flakes? He probably. You know, how I've had today, I've had two eggs and three ounces of uh, turkey. And that's it. And but it's, it's actually more than I've had. It spurred me on, like my because I have this appetite. Mm-hmm. I'm using this thing where I think it's essentially it's an amphetamine. And that's the appetite suppressant. I, I can get you something better than that. It's an amphetamine. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, as soon as I take it, like, my teeth start hurting. Yeah. Like, Uh-oh. I can feel But it's not bad. Like, I, f- I know, like, already in the first, I don't know, 24 to 36 hours, I guarantee that I've probably lost already, like, three or four yeah, pounds. Yeah, you're going to lose a lot of water weight right up, qu- uh, right up Dude, front. I got on the scale 240 pounds. That's the heaviest I've been in since a you long saw long time. 240 pounds, they have this thing where they can weigh everything. I got 90 pounds of fat. Oof. Like, it shows me I got 90 pounds of fat. So you can well, be 150 think, pounds if you yeah. want to. Uh, well, they say you got to have about 35 pounds. So I okay. need to get down to 185. Flip, how much do you weigh? 165. Wow. So more than half of me is fat. <laughs> you, know what, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, more than well, how, related to him. And how tall are you? 6'1". I'm a skinny dude. Uh, real skinny, tall. 
I've never been fat. You know, I've tried to gain weight. I've been I, fat. I can't do it. I was very fat. I, I've seen some pictures of you fat. It, yeah. It blew my mind. But I've, I've never been able to put on weight whatsoever. And actually, I actually might be up to about 170. I'm shorter right than, around where I want to be. I'm shorter than I thought I was, and I'm fatter than I thought I was. Now, the kid McLovin over there, he's deceptively fat. He's a little, he, I don't know, he, he's not fat. Deceptively but, fat? Yeah, like you, you don't look fat, but then you do at times. You have man boobs. No. Put like, it on the glass. <laughs> put them on the glass. But, but he, at times, it depends on the angle you look at you. You look like you're a little chubby. I don't think so. Why, no? are, you, why are you analyzing him so much? No, I'm with, I'm with Dubs on this. I've seen it. He usually comes in wearing his nice khaki pants and his polo shirt. He's walking around in a t-shirt now, and I'm seeing some chunk. Yeah. Oh, leave the kid alone. No, I would I would kill to be fat like that if that's fat. How tall are you? Six feet. How much do you weigh? 170. I would kill for that. I'm five, six and a half, 240. Did you hear me? I'm like a barrel, a barrel <laughs> of lard. It's craziness. <laughs> but not anymore, man. I'm on these amphetamines. I'm not eating anything. I feel great. And I'm on coffee, too. Uh, it feels good. It feels really good. All right, let's go to the kid McLovin. I know he has a poem. Uh, you ready, kid? Ready when you are. All right, here we go. It is the Week in Review poetry style. I went to the Rays game a week ago tonight. I met these two girls. They were all right. I finally got the nerve to ask one for her number. It was not smooth. It was quite a blunder. I made, the mis- I made a mistake and called the next day. The result was not what would make my day. That's it? That's all I got. Not that bad. Right, but here's the thing, though. Let's analyze that for a moment. This is the 26-year-old virgin yeah. kid uh, who ditched the hideout last week to go to a baseball game and meet chicks. Just tell us about it. Yeah, tell us. Set it up. What happened? Uh, well, I don't want to get into too many details because there's a potential bit there is of it? how, like, I met her. Uh, uh, yeah, but I want, but like, we need to know. Like, what's the like? Just tell me what you can because I got to know what's going on here. I just went up and talked to her and was now, she in the how, stands? Yeah, or? yeah. Well, we saw her walk around the hallway. Now, were you uh, representing the station while you were there? I wasn't representing this station, no. Yeah, but you were representing uh, a ra- you you were going a radio what? station. Yeah, you went up to her as a radio guy. Yeah, because you were getting audio for the Florida station, the, right, the right. Miami station, the Miami right? station. So you just saw a chick walking in the concourse, and you went up and approached her. Yep, that's sure counter to any. Was anybody in- with you? Yes. All right. That's counter to anything and everything you've ever been, though. Right. So How what, did it feel? What gave you the cojones to go walk up to her? I, I just did it. R- did it? Was it painful? Uh, not really. Did you know her at all? No, I, I'd never laid eyes on this girl before a day in my life. And so you walk up to her, and what do you... I, I, uh, tell me. Like, I'm the chick. Because okay. I'm, I'm getting it, skinny it, already, it, so I'm this hot chick. Yeah. Okay. So, so the bit was... And it's a bit that we're, we were putting together to air kind of on one of the weekend shows that, that I do. That I was with a co-worker. Okay. The bit was dating tips for shy guys. Ah, okay. So the so we approached her and her friend. You're not shy, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for paying attention. But uh, <laughs> we approached her and her friend and did the whole bit and said, what advice would you give? And we just started talking. She talked about how she all talky and all this stuff. And later on, we saw them again, and I asked her for her number. Really? Wow. Yeah. Did, did you just go up and ask and say, like, hey, I... Well, actually, I got a little sound clip, too. Oh, look at him coming prepared with Producing. some audio. All, All right, right. let me hear what you got. Yes, okay. Uh, You're listening to The Hideout on WJFK, and we love the kid. Woo! 
I could tell they weren't coached at all. That's not that uncomfortable. Was, were they drunk? The cuff. Yeah. Were they drunk? They didn't appear drunk, no. How old they look? Uh, well, they were drinking, but they did not appear drunk, so they had to be at least over 21. Um, did, did, what did they look like? Tell me what they look like. Uh, the one who I got her number, dark hair, kind of short, really pretty. What was her name? Um, first name. Gonna, I'm not going to say that. Did you Is she listening name? to the radio in Washington D.C.? Does she look? She, she might. She knows. She knows that I'm on the show. All right. So she might be. All right. So you called her. I did call her and I left a message. When did you call her? Sunday. The next, next day? day. Yeah. Holy Christ! <laughs> what were you we, thinking? We have some training for you, man. Yeah. yeah. So you meet. What do you? All right. I don't want to pretend. Was it like 7 a.m. right when you woke up? No, no, sweat? it was like late afternoon. Okay, and what did you think okay. about all day? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Were you just sitting there? How many times did you dial the number throughout the day and not hit send? I didn't do that at all, actually. It was just kind of... That's kind of not the way I heard it. I heard a, uh, there was an alternate version. How do you... What, what was the alternate well, the, version? I have a little poem, if you allow me. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. All right, so you got an alternate poem to his poem. Uh, all right. Shh. This is the satchel patch as the kid in the alternate poem. Should I call again or shouldn't I? Will she call back or won't she? Does she like me or was she drunk? Does she think I'm cool or does she think I'm bunk? She was so pretty. I know she liked me. I wondered one day if she would have my baby. Should I, should I make call number three? Answer the phone, baby, please. I love her so much. She's the girl for me. When I hear her voicemail, it brings me glee. If she would just call back, our love could bloom like a flower. I've been sitting by the phone going on five hours. If she picks up, will she think I'm a bore? Voicemail again. That makes call number four. Should I take her dancing or down to the pub? Would she like the way I cut rug? If she would just talk to me and answer the phone, I can invite her over and show her my parents' home. If we went, <laughs> if we went out, I know we would have a blast. Oh, no, two more hours have passed. Her phone has been dead. She wouldn't hit ignore. If I found out she was, I would slam her head in the door. <laughs> Stupid bitch, answer your phone. I've called you over 15 times on your cell phone and your home. My love, my darling, you were supposed to be my first. I felt the connection in my heart and wanted to burst. You better answer broad or I'll get pissed. I hope the guys at the hideout don't get wind of this. Oh, no, the hideout in my bit. When they hear about this, they'll surely trip. I know what I'll do. I'll just lie. Even though I th even though I think part of me just died. I'll play it cool. Nobody will know I'm such a fool. <laughs> Is that how it really happened? Has she called you back? No, she has not. How many oh. times did you really call? 15, 16? No, how many just, hours did you sit just, by the phone? Just one. I don't believe it. Do you have her number? I sure do. Can we call her? No, you may not. <laughs> Come on. No. Just off the air and see if you're, you know, do you remember the kid McLovin? So she hasn't called you back yet, though? No, she has okay. not. Okay. Have you called again? No, I have not. you got to call at least one more time now. Right now. No. Yeah, just stand on. over there. You don't have to. Away from the. Oh, well, I, away from the mic. Get away from the mic. Stand back there so we can see. Just call. If, if it just goes to voicemail. Leave a message. Just say, hey, you know, it's the kid McLovin. You know, it's been a week. You know, just call to see if you wanted to hang out. Let's let's get him prepared for it, and we'll uh, we'll break right now because right. we're running real late. Think about it. We'll take a break and come back. It's the hideout, FN Dubs, and then we also got to play the game too. Yep. One hundred six point seven WJFK. Hideout. Prostitutes, pimps, gamblers. It's time for the hideout minutes with the kid McLovin. 
in this hour of the hideout, we learned about cleaning your digital dirt. We had poetry hour where we talked about Satchel's trip home. Dub's poem was lean. We talked about Hefe's weight loss. And we talked about the kid asking a girl for her number. Now you are up to date on the hideout. Fay and J Dubs. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. Hide out. Back in the hideout on a Saturday night. Not enough time, man. No. Now that we've got the full staff, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to do. Show's flying by. Uh, it is the hideout, Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. All right, we're going to push it back again, but it will happen. Get by your phones. <laughs> 800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. We will play hideout or hogwash. And it will be fun. Uh, my chick is in the pal talk room. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently on the pal talk room, she goes, I give it a month before he's living with us again. Talking about you and Why? moving out. You're going to do something. You're going to do something with that chick. I'm thinking of felony. <laughs> And you're going to have to move back in, and that's going to suck. Why is your girl in the chat room and not out LARPing? I know, right? She's moving up in the world of coolness. Oh, and also, for anybody who wants to know, the uh, the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog character that uh, Flip Satchel was referring to that El Jefe looks like, Dr. Willie. <laughs> Shut up. That's why I'm losing weight, man. It's not cool. That's why I'm on amphetamines, and I've had 260 calories today. Normally, I have 260 calories on a walk to the bathroom. My toothpaste has that many calories. Yeah, I'll go and I'll grab some candy out here. Then we keep a candy dish, and I'll walk to the bathroom. I'll pop a few Snickers. That's it. And now that's all I'm living on. And, man, I'm all high on life. Um, all right, before the break, mm-hmm. this is the reason why we're kind of pushing back the game show a little bit. Uh, the kid McLovin dropped the bombshell on the show. That he actually approached the chick. Now he, you got you got to understand this. Here in the hideout, we're all different kinds of dudes. I'm the kind of the normal guy. I got a fiance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I battle some weight issues, but whatever. I'm the responsible one, essentially. You could say. Then I got two nincompoops with me in J Dubs and the Satchel Patch, who are always getting in all sorts of trouble. I think we're actually the more normal type. Yeah, I think so too. And then we have the kid McLovin, who's the 26 year old virgin. We call him. The kid, because he looks like he's 15. We call him McLovin because he looks like McLovin from Superbad. Have you seen that yet? I've seen enough clips on uh, YouTube to All right, know. So you know that that's right. really, that is you. Yes, you yeah, are it McLovin. really is. I'm not arguing that. In this. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So we've been trying to help build this confidence over the last month or so to help him meet bitches. Yeah. Businesses. Last week, while I'm sitting here struggling to do a show with Dubs, who was just awful, uh, <laughs> He's ditching me to go out to a baseball game because, mm. you know, he's doing some stringer work for the for the uh, Florida Marlins. 
No, because we, we broadcast from Tampa Bay, but that's neither here nor there. Our hearts in D.C. Um, he's out there, and he just meets some chicks. And he goes up, and he starts talking to them in a whole situation, okay? So, he actually asks for a phone number. Wow. And the girl gives it to you. I can't believe the girl gave it to I you. I don't think it's real. So you called her the next day, which is huge mistake right, number one. Right. Yeah, did, I know. did you know that that was a mistake when you were doing it? Did you, have you heard of that where you don't call next day? I have this past week. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a mistake. But, but I think. But that, I've heard that aggress- being aggressive is good too. So I've heard both sides. Well, physically aggressive. No, but see that you got you can't play it. Well, you got at least wait twenty four hours. At least wait twenty four hours before you call. You know, because mm. then you look really desperate. Or if you don't, say, I know I'm supposed to wait 24 hours. You know, let's talk about it up front. I know I'm supposed to wait this time. But, wow, I, I really got to call you. Yeah, use it to your advantage. So, I just talked to the kid during the break. And I'm like, do you want to call her? You know, do you want to call her? And I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull back the curtain a little bit. Mm. You know, Dubs is like, eh, if you want to fake it, you can. It's no big I deal. I so that flipped it. But he goes, and this is what's great about radio, because you the persona of, you know, being different. He goes, I really do, I kind of want to call it, like, this kind of gives me the excuse to call this chick again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, so I told him, and that's a, that's a great step. You know, Dubs is trying to give you a cop-out. Dubs, who fakes everything, and I makes up every story I, he's ever done. No. I, on the other hand, am proud of you that you actually want to bring something to the table. So he goes, how should I, how should I do it? I go, here's what you do. You say, hey, I'm on the radio right now in Washington, D.C., where George W. Bush is listening to the hideout. <laughs> and we were talking about, you know, my trials and tribulations. And I just realized, you know, they hadn't called me back yet. So I wanted to do a little follow-up, see how you're doing, you know, see if you were busy, you know, see if you wanted to get together or something. You know, let me know. I think that's just what you say. And he's like, and then he goes, oh, man, what if she answers? Go, that's even better. Then that's even more awkward. Now, we won't hear her side of the conversation, obviously. But do you feel like this is kind of the scenario? Because right now, here's what's great. you got your buddies around you cheering you on. You know what I mean? I just twink, 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 twink. I just don't want to come across as a crazy stalker. You're too not going to do that. No, that's, that's too late. I mean, yeah. regardless, to chicks, that's the way all guys are. Hey, to every girl, a guy is a stalker. That's Be- what girls like. It's Be- true. Because we are. Because it's a situation, man, my now fiancé, I was stalking the hell out of her when we very first met. I don't know how many times I just, you know, stayed parked outside of some girl's house. I, I hid in a girl's couch one time. Yeah. Last week. <laughs> we heard about it. We heard about it in the first segment. So you're always going to be the stalker, but it's the difference. You know what I mean? She may play a thing of, well, we'll see if he calls back, you know? Because sometimes girls will, girls will play games. So now it's up to you to decipher whether or not she's a game player. Because otherwise, and that's something that that would yeah, turn me off instantly. And you know what? Whatever. It's a girl. How could is it the girl that's turning you off? No, no. It's a fact. It's the game playing that turns me off. Oh, don't worry God about did. that. That's what you want to do. That's how you you got to get used to what women do. And women play games. You either control the woman or you play their games. And you don't look like you're in the mood to be controlling women, so you play their game. And that's how you got to start off that way. I think every guy starts off just playing the you game. Do. You do. All right, so are you nervous? Are you nervous? Are you nervous? 
What's the best angle? Is that is it the best angle for him to be? Hey, I'm on the radio. Yeah, why, in why the most you... powerful city in the world. Screw New York. DC's where it all happens. Why? I think you should just go out there, be honest, and just see where that takes you. Like, listen. I, just, I was telling my guy, my friends about the number that I got and everything, and uh, how I thought you were really cool. And I just, you know, I just, just want to hang out again. You know, I just want to see if you want to hang out. Does she have your number? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, so I would she, think so, because so I called. Okay, so. so she could call you back. They doesn't come up unrestricted or anything? Not that or, I know of. like pervert or nothing? <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Just in her phone. All right, here we go. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJK. You want to take your headphones off if it makes it easier? Yeah. Um, and then just dial and just step away from them. Take the headphones off and step away from the mic, and let me see if we can hear you. Just start just talking. Just start talking. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So if you want to call her. Wow. This is awesome. I'm, I'm this is good. It's, this is good because we're pulling for the kids. This like, is necessary steps that he has to take. Are you ready to leave her a message? I'll put your headphones back on. Are you ready to leave her a message? Uh, sure. Do you okay. know what you're going to say pretty much? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say, hey, it's, it's, uh, she doesn't know me as the kid. Well, she sort of, sort of does, but... Yeah, uh, I say, hey, I'm the guy, it's the kid, I'm the one that had you cut that audio at the game last week. Say, yo, right. yo, yo, baby, what's happening? This is, this is the kid. Get We're down on it, in. bitch, get down on it. <laughs> what's Knock up? this down. What's and, up, uh, girl? I'm calling, I'm calling, uh, live on the air. Yeah, no, I'm calling what you want to do? show right now. We're on in Washington, D.C., and, uh... I'm sitting here with the rest of the with the rest of the show, and they wanted me to call you while I was on the air. So, yo, trick! I was giving you a shout out. What you what you want to do? All right, no, hey, all right. Let's practice. I feel like we got to practice. Yeah, he does need to yeah. warm up. All right, let's do it. Don't let's... write it down because then you'll start stumbling. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Don't. I, I didn't write anything down. Don't bullet point right, it. We know you like to take notes. You know what? Let's do this. Pick up that phone back there and call in to the call the eight hundred number so we can hear what it sounds like on the phone. And I guess uh, our eight hundred number. Yeah. So it's eight. No, no, no. Yeah. So call eight hundred. Dial one eight hundred. One eight hundred for a good time. Six three six. One zero six seven. And I guess there's girls calling in over uh, at WJFK right now. They don't want to go on the air, but they are all saying it was a bad idea for him to call the next day. Really? Hey, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, the kid calling from Tampa. All right. Can can we go ahead and? Tell them to, hey, uh, I think they want to put me on the air. Yeah, go ahead and punch him you through. Think, I think you all And then turn there. your mic off when, the, when we punch you through. Are you there? Is he punched through? You there, Hello? kid? Hello? Perfect. <laughs> What's Perfect. up? All right, this is great. So now we can practice. So this is what it's going to sound like to her, okay? Yeah. Okay. All right, perfect. All right. So you're dialing the number. Right. Hello? It's ringing. Reached Verizon. So and so is not available. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, it's the kid. Um, it's the kid McLovin, and uh, it's kind of hard to do this with everyone laughing at me. I just gotta, uh, go for it. You can't McLovin. say that. You can't say that because she's gonna know. She's gonna be like, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" Why don't you, why don't you look that hit, way? Uh, don't look in the studio and okay. just leave hit a message. One, hit one and do not save. Re-record re message. Yeah, so hit one. Boop. Hit one. After the message, after this message, please leave your message for blank after the beep. Beep. Hey, it's the kid McLovin. Uh, I had you cut that uh, audio for me last weekend at the Rays game. I uh, was just here with. Uh, the rest of the show, we're doing our Washington show tonight, and I wanted to uh, give you a call during the show. They all wanted me to. 
So uh, I just want to see if you want to hang out sometime. If you uh, if you want to give me a call back, uh, you have my number. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, really? Yeah. You just got hung up on dial tone. Yeah. The voicemail hung up on you. That's bad. All right. You got to keep it a little bit shorter. A little and bit. Don't say, and don't say. A little say, bit cooler too. But, we didn't put you up to it. And you got to say, hey, yeah, we didn't put you up to it. It's like we were talking about the weekend last weekend. And I just realized I haven't heard from you. So I'm just touching base again to see if you want to do anything. Like, if you want to hang out. Hey, this give, me, is, give this, me a call back whenever you can. No big deal. At your convenience. Second, okay. this is the kid McLovin. I, I talked to you out at the game. Not I'm the guy you cut on you. I met you out at the game last week. We talked a little bit. I had you record something for me. We're doing the show in D.C. Don't say Washington because, you know, Washington State computer. We're doing the show in D.C. It makes it sound big time, like you're hip, you're slang. We're doing the show in D.C. And we're talking about what we did last week, and your name came up. And I was going to give you a call and see if... Uh, you like to hang out sometime? No, you know, if you do, no, no biggie. You, know, you might just want to see, you know, how you doing. All right? Yeah, don't even. I, I would like. I'm going with with uh, Pepe on this one. Don't say that uh, you want to hang out sometime. I just want to see how you're doing. See what you're up to. Yeah, give me a shout back whenever yeah. we get a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Cool. All right, here we go. Let's try it again. All right, three. Dial two. Delete it. And then press four. Press four to re-record. Kid McLovin, we uh, we met last week at the Rays game, and I uh, had uh, had you cut some audio for me. Uh, we were just talking uh, on our show about what we were up to last weekend. I realized I hadn't heard from you, so I wanted to just give you a call and see what you're up to. If you want to give me a call back, you have my number. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, that's it. Love it. That was Rack it. it. Rack them. Perfect. Okay, so can I just cut the audio from that and just? <laughs> oh no! I right, hang that one up. And now here's the real one. That was perfect. Yeah, now get on the mic. Get on the mic now. Put your headphones on, dummy. <laughs> that was actually good. Look how, look how good he yeah. is. Yeah. He's, he's so excited. Turn the mic on. Turn the mic on so we can talk to you. Oh, it wasn't on. Yeah, that okay. was good. All right, you're good. How you feeling? You know, and uh, the kid, I want to tell you what some people are saying out there. Oh, I this don't want to know what they're uh, saying. No, this is golden, you guys. Tell him that he better hope. He cherishes all the valuable information you're getting. That's so right. Thank it. you. Do you feel good? I mean, after that right there, that was it. That should be like your confidence builder, your test. That's like you were in the bullpen, and, man, you were bringing it. Yeah. You were bringing it. Right. 98. But I'm going to be throwing wild pitches no, here no, in no, about no, two no. minutes. You're bringing it. You're throwing 98. <laughs> you're painting the corners. You're breaking off the slider at about 91, and your changeup. Your changeup was working at like a 79. What you got to do is get comfortable. Tuck it before you do it. Just sit there, tucking yourself, and uh, and then make the call. All right. So now what you're gonna do is you're gonna take your headphones off, but leave the mic on. I do me. Take a step back, okay? And call her from your cell phone. If she's there, you leave a message. Regardless of what happens, oh, put your headphones back on real fast. Regardless of what happens, if she picks up. Same opening line. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? It's the and, same thing. And this might be a little bit more of a confidence booster for you. Maddie, back at the station, our uh, board op, she's a girl. And she says, I'm a chick, and I'd certainly call him back after that last message. Perfect. Look at that. Look at that. You know what they're chanting on the instant messenger? Twink. 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 <laughs> All right, twink. Baby. Let's go. Bottoms take, up. Take a step back. Bottoms up. <laughs> take a step back. Take the headphones off. Doubt his bitch. Man, that, that, the second time he did that was pretty damn good. Yeah, it was. It's perfect. That's it, all you can better do. Better than what I could do. You know, it's tough. And I think you could see... Test your voice real fast. And make, turn around so we don't mess with you. Yeah. Turn around and talk. Hello? Perfect. Yeah, we got you. Perfect. All right. It's going to sound like I'm screaming on the voicemail. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, then, well, then scoot a little closer to the mic. Right. Try again. 
Yeah, turn your mic up a little bit. Yeah, boost that thing. Yeah. There you go. We'll take some room noise. All right, perfect. Perfect. That's, perfect. That's that's as far as you need to be. Did you see how excited he was? Yeah. After the second time he, he did it. He conquered, man. He, he knocked that second voicemail out, and Call he it. was excited. And you could see the confidence building. That's great. All right, he's, he's dialing it right now. Perfect. Got his, he's got his back to us. Go in there and flash him. <laughs> no, don't do it. We're trying to help the kid out. We want to be nice. I'll to go him. give him some brains. No, <laughs> brains. Right at, right at the beep, beep, and then oh, 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 hold on, hold on. All right, he's dialing. It's ringing. It's ringing. He's sitting there. Come on, answer, woman. That'd be the greatest. If she actually answered. It doesn't seem like she's gonna answer. No. She's still holding the phone. But I think that's best for him. Yeah. I think leaving a message is best for him. Had, uh, cut some audio for me. I was just giving you a call. I was on the show and we were talking about what we did last weekend, and I hadn't heard back from you, so I'm just wondering what you're up to. If you want to give me a call back, uh, you know my number. Talk to you later. Bye. Perfect. Nice. Yes, yes. Very good. Very good. That's good stuff, man. Now, hope we were hoping that maybe you should talk, but I think put your mind, put the headphones on. Let's talk. We're we're still on the radio. What? Headphones on. <laughs> put your headphones <laughs> He's on. He's whispering. He's whispering. What? <laughs> All right, so how do you feel? Uh, okay. Do you, do you feel a little, you know, she didn't pick up, so do you feel like she hit the ignore button or? No, 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 no. I, I think if someone hit the ignore button, it only rings like once or twice. Well, tell yeah. me this. What was the message you left her the first time? God, I don't even remember. Oh, God. That means he was nervous. He was. Yeah, it was it was a train wreck. I could guarantee you that much. <laughs> it was a total and complete train wreck. Oh, you know, you, you don't have to send those messages. You can sit there recording as many times as you want to. You I just have to sit there and keep on listening to the options. I just imagine swingers and just the yeah. uncomfortable call from swingers, and that's just that's a young Favreau over there. You know what I mean? That's what I imagine that. But you hadn't seen swingers either, have you? No. Jesus. Run that one. Just start. We with, got we got some homework for you. Start with the S's in comedy, okay? And you can even start with S U, all right, for <laughs> super bad, and then move your way on. Uh, but do yourself a favor and start watching some comedy uh, when it comes to movies. All right, kid. This is good. good. That was a good job. And this was a spur of the moment thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it was. Like, you got another blonde chick you're kind of working a little bit, too, right? Uh, sort of, yeah. Well, that's all right. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. You start juggling. Because we had a chick on one time. She was an annoying bitch, but she had a great concept. <laughs> it was uh, April Massini. I remember her stupid name because she was so annoying. And the book was like something like Dating Out of Your League or something like that. And she's like, it's a numbers game. Think about sales. And the percentage of people that, if you're in sales, you may call on, and the percentage of people that will actually, A, call you back, and from the people that you call back, the ones you actually close when it comes to the sell. You know what I mean? So now, for you, it's a numbers game. You're only working two bitches. That's a really, that percentage-wise, that doesn't work out for yeah. you. You need to get that up. You know, I need you eight bitches between now and then. You're, you're out, you're getting numbers, you're making some calls. You know I, what I mean? Now, I think I, I might have an idea where we could get him out there and, and work on his number. Like, if, if he went out and did this pulling audio, like, we may need to just go out here with a, give him a microphone because I think he may, may feel a little comfortable with a microphone in his hand meeting some of these girls. I think he's way more comfortable when it comes to the idea of being on the radio. Alright, well, there it is. The Twink, the Kid McLovin. I'm proud of you, my man. We'll see, will you give us an update? I, I will give you an update. I know you're using this bit on like three other shows now, right? <laughs> uh, just one. Uh, which one? Uh, the one tomorrow morning. Really? They're doing that on that show? Yeah. Hmm, it's PD. I may have to think about that. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, well, cool. We'll, we'll keep us up to date. 
We want to know what's what. All right, are we now ready that we can take some calls and give we away some stuff? 800-636-1067. We're going to play hideout or hogwash. We have a bunch of different scenarios. Some of them happened to a hideout member. Some of them didn't. If it happened to a hideout member and you think it happened to a hideout member, you say, that's hideout. If you don't think it happened, it's hogwash. All right, uh, and here's the one that we got for you. It's time to play hideout or hogwash. Hogwash. Here's the question. You can start lining up the phones now. We got something out of the JFK Prize Club. Did a hideout member once be a, sub, a suspect in a felony investigation involving a city worker, an orange, a tractor, and a school bus? Is that hideout or hogwash? Call 800-636-1067. This is going to be a very, very quick break. So uh, give us a call, and we will get you on to play Hideout or Hogwash. Yeah, hop on, uh, line them up, and we'll get to you next in the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. You're in the Hideout. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Oh, they're totally gay for each other. The Hideout. The Hideout. Yeah. You guys feel you have to be so negative. Hang up on the horn. Next caller. Negative. You shut the hell up, sir. Get in a car accident right now. Look at you. You already got the lung cancer, you beast. Negative. The face fits kicking. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Such a negative influence. Back in the hideout on a Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. About to get out of here. We got Dubs over there chewing on some popcorn. The Patch yeah. is eating his toenails. It's actually that skin off the bottom. <laughs> oh. The Kid McLovin holding things down. I am El Jefe, your host in this crazy little world we call the hideout. Um, we just got done talking, have, helping the Kid McLovin. Yeah. He got a number from a chick, which is a huge step for him as a 26-year-old virgin. He called her once the next day. Bad move. Hadn't heard back. He worked up the, the sack to call her again uh, here just the last segment. And uh, you were saying you don't think she's going to call back, though, kid? I don't think so. Why do you say that? I don't know. Just a, just a gut feeling I get. Because you met her in person? Uh, that could be it. Do you... Do you think that that first phone call was too much for you to get over? You know what I mean? Like No, what do you th- mean? That first voicemail that was probably so awkward. You know? The, the whole thing has been awkward. It hasn't been smooth at all. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with that you. That last call was smooth, though. I was very proud of you, my man. I'm very proud of you. Um, all right, if you want to play the game, Hideout or Hogwash, we're lining people up now to yep. play that. 800-636-1067. There's some lines open. Um. Here's what I wanted to know really quickly too. Uh, yeah, let's like before we go anywhere else, though, let's talk to Joe. Joe Ardinger. Joe Radio's no, coming up in a while. Howdy, yeah. y'all. What's going on, Sir Joe? So I didn't make it last week. I was here, but I was so I was like 15 minutes late to my own life, and I I just couldn't stop in the hideout. Oh, really? Yeah, and then the week before we had the phone lines down, so I did best of. <laughs> yeah, and then the week before that, like the two or three weeks before that, um, we, uh, you know, we we were we were pre-recorded. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, so it's been a while. It's been a while. 
So how's everything going and for Joe Radio? Just fine, just fine. I think we have two listeners now. Yeah, I think we're... Uh, <laughs> you're building on the one that we have. Uh, so that's good. That's the positive momentum that you want going That's a strong lead-in, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, anything that we can do... Uh, are you getting back into the idea of the summer series or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, tonight it's just... Well, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, just summertime memories. It's beautiful up here in, in D.C. tonight. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of, I don't know, reminiscing about, you know, specific things that happened to you in the summertime. Summer that, loving. Happened so fast. Anything like that. You know, old keg party stories, maybe even some ghost stories. So we're just going to kind of, just going to kind of roll, roll it around on a Saturday night. I also got a new game. What's the game? It's called Saturday Night Date. <laughs> All right. So stay tuned for that. Very good. Now, um. Joe, yeah, uh, we're just talking to the kid McLovin. Oh yeah, and uh, do you have any advice for him on how to get chicks? Well, I and mean, how, how does the Joe work? Well, when one thing he, I think he violated was you gotta when you get a new number, you gotta go forty eight hours ice. You, Easily, yeah, you can't call, and that's an age old time tested you know truism. So you might have screwed the pooch right there. Um, but other than that, you know, I mean, twenty six, Lord, when I was. <laughs> When I was 26, I was practically a one-man crime spree. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. There's uh, Joe, Joe Ardinger, Joe Radio. Take Thank you, easy. Joe. Appreciate it, my man. See you. Uh, stick around for that. It's good stuff. Again, we uh, if you want to line up, play the game, 800-636-1067. We have Dave on the line. Uh, Dave going to play the game, hideout or a hogwash. Very simple. You either say it was a member of the hideout did it or it's hogwash. All right, Dave, you there? Yeah. Dave. All right, here we go, Dave. Hold on, let me play this fancy open. It's time to play Hideout or Hogwash. Hogwash. All right, here we go. Here's the question. This is basically a guessing 50-50 type situation. Did a member of the hideout once be a suspect for a felony investigation involving a city worker, an orange, a tractor, and a school bus? Is that hideout... Or is that hogwash? Hideout. That's correct, my man. You are a winner. Hang tight. Congratulations, Dave. Hold on. Now the question is, who was it? Who was it that committed that? If you, if you, if that was you, I want you to step forward in the hideout. The Whoa! kid, the kid steps up. What is that? What happened? By the way, if you want to get in, that opens up a line, 800-636-1067. Very easy game. 50-50 shot. I was going to guess him, but, uh, like, it's a joke. What happened? Uh, freshman year in high school, I was uh, on the track team. So I, this was last year? No. Run, no. Forrest, run. looks like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the track team, and we were going on a, a we had a, a track meet or whatever. Uh, it was up. North Florida somewhere, so we left early that morning from the school to go to the track meet. Well, on the bus, they uh, they give you oranges and all that good stuff uh, to eat on the way up there, mm -hmm. and what happened was uh, the kid sitting behind me was a senior, decided it would be fun to throw oranges out the window at cars, threw them in the sunroofs, and... Ah, oh, you just call them dubs then. Yeah. The dubs of your track team. The, the dubs of my track team. So, okay. what happened was, uh, we... We come up to a tractor that was uh, in the right-hand lane. On the uh, on the way by, he throws an orange, hits the guy in the tractor right in the face. <laughs> well, next stoplight, the guy in the tractor is all 
upset and stuff. And Why? He, uh, yeah, and uh, he gets off the tractor and uh, calls the cops and holds us all up, and they interviewed me, and uh, they interviewed the kid behind me, told us we were both suspects in a felony crime. And you snitched. <laughs> you snitched like Did a you little tell? girl, no. didn't you? Did I didn't you say tell? a word. I didn't Snitches say a word. get snitches. I didn't say a word. Did you really? really? Nope. That's shocking to me. Yeah, I, I, thought thought you, I thought you'd roll over quick. You seem like the guy that would roll over very, I just kept my mouth shut. I didn't see anything. Wow. Good for you, yeah. man. Uh, I'm proud of you there, kid. So is, is there anything else that you've done in your life that, that, that maybe you wanted to That was pretty much my, my best story right there. Wow. And that's it, huh? And here I was thought, thought that you actually did something and it turned out to be somebody else. Huh, very, right. very Eight, interesting. 800-636-1067. Only got a few minutes left to play this game, so if anybody wants to jump in. Uh, you know what's kind of interesting? And I know we haven't really talked about it this week, but this would have gone into hideout or hogwash, but, you know, I, I just, for whatever reason, memories are starting to, like, they're starting to make their way back into my mind, and like, just randomly. And last week, uh, I admitted that I tried to tongue kiss my mom. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you weren't here for that. What? Yeah. Um, How I, old were you? You were like six, seven? <laughs> like 13, 13, 13. Oh, no. What? Last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we, we talked about it last week, but essentially it was, you know, you kiss your mom on the mouth like a little peck, you know, like I love you, uh, yeah. you know, kind of thing. I don't kiss my mom on the mouth regardless. I've never kissed my mom on the mouth. I don't, I don't know if I do or not. Yeah, I mean, it's your mom, so it's really, like, not that big a it's deal. It's always yeah. on the cheek. Right. Uh, what about the kid? You never well, do anything your, like that? I've seen pictures on of the, mom. I wouldn't kiss her on the mouth either. <laughs> on, on the cheek, but that's it. Yeah, okay. So you guys are the odd ones then. And it's I... your tongue kissing her. And yeah. I, I don't know. I was confused, and I stuck my tongue out. You wanted to know what how, it felt like, right? How could you be confused and stick your tongue out when, when it's your mom? How, where's the confusion there? I don't know. I just, I just I don't know. I... I I had a cousin accuse me of trying to slip her the tongue last week. What? <laughs> All right, what happened? That's uh, serious. We were leaving. We were, you know, we were camping. They, they left a day early. And, you know, so my aunt, I'll give, give her a little peck on the lips or something like that. And apparently she said, I said, no, I didn't. But she, you know, I give her a little kiss on, on, on the lips and she... I'm like, what? You know, and she said, you just tried to slip me the tongue. And she said that as I was kissing her... It was her, Mr. Depp. That, that I was as I was kissing her, that I kind of you know stuck my tongue out just just right there on the on the verge of my lips, and that she felt my tongue, and uh, I you know I vehemently denied it. No, 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 no. But the, you know now that I think of it, like when I kiss my girl now, sometimes I find him find myself doing that a little bit, and uh, I think I may have actually tried to slip my a cousin of mine the tongue. And that might be excusable, but Hefe, you weren't <laughs> you never slipped a tongue before, so it was very contrived and pushed. Yeah, and the look of horror on my mama's face was one that I'll never forget. Like, apparently she's forgotten about it. Um, but, you know, because we called her on the air last week to ask her about it. And she was she's like, no, what are you talking about? But I remember, like, some things you don't forget. Well, she thought at first you were accusing her of trying to give you tongue. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, no, it was me. I mean, it was. It was me. Why would you do that? Would you, you know, watch it on TV and say, that's how I'm supposed to kiss? I, I, I think I was like... I. I was probably closer to 9 or 11. You know, I really, I, I didn't really know, but you're kind of at that age where you're beginning to turn. Yeah, you're starting to uh, notice different sexual things, different things interest you. Yeah, and so I think it was at that point where, you know, it was one of those situations, and I think we were around family, too. 
Like, we weren't alone. Like, oh. I, I specifically remember someone sitting next to me. Oh, PDA with your mom. Yeah, it was really... I look back, it was really bad. But, Thanksgiving. You know, <laughs> ruined the turkey. Uh, but, you know, that's what happened. It happens sometimes. Um, it is a hideout, and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. If you want to get in, 800-636-1067. The instant messenger is hideout radio. Anything else happened when you were in Arkansas at all, such a patch? Uh, Anything that you have? Uh, you know, it, it was a good time. Uh, we fished. We, we caught enough fish to have a fish fry on, on a Friday to feed like 54 satchels. Do you like? Do you, <laughs> Seriously, do you like the family reunion thing? Because oh, I got one I coming up. I, got, I actually do. I come from a, a, a. It's it's odd. Like we play games and stuff like that. It's a real friend for family friendly environment. But yeah, you're but my family. No, it, it's things we have like a competition. Uh, you know, Princess Broadbottom, for instance. And uh, Princess Broadbottom, this specific game, is, is there's a, the organization is called Princess Broadbottom. And once a year, there will be a, a head princess named, and she's head princess of the Princess Broadbottom organization. And the way you determine this is the married men take their women down to, like, the sandbar area, and the women sit on the ground, and the men grab their women by their legs and drag them through the sand. And after they're drugged through the sand, someone goes back and measures the marks they leave, and the widest... Mark wins. She she's then dubbed Princess Broadbottom for the for the year. <laughs> Does that come before or after Hide the Knuckle? I'm just wondering where at any point that comes in. It is none it of just, that. It so, doesn't sound right. So this is family though, and you guys are having organ. You're basically having games to see who has the biggest ass. Well, that that one is. You know, that's one we had. Like, there's always a theme to it. This year's theme because it's an Olympic year. We had you know like you have theme a, parties. Yeah, kind of. You know, we LARP. <laughs> it's it's a family reunion of LARPing, but you know it was a Olympic events. There was an equestrian event, and actually, like there'd be horse jumping. We had we put a horse down at uh, a horse broke its leg you making a jump. Yeah, what? yeah. You had to pull the tent out and shoot him. Yeah, but that's not really not that. It wasn't that big of a deal. But the horse in, in the in the uh, equestrian event broke a leg. We actually had to put a horse down. Are they proud of you because you're on the radio? Like you're the one successful satchel? No, actually, no. Like uh, you know. It's it's now, odd. Rednecks, and I'm not you know disparaging you at all, but rednecks they always look at like uh, the the you know the person who moves away as kind of an outcast and everything, and they're proud of the one who owns the really nice truck and makes uh, you know thirteen dollars an hour doing construction. That's well, the guy who's made it. Well, actually, in my opinion, he's made it too because I drive a two tone Honda Who PT making you know ten thousand dollars less than that. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, it's not that. It's just I went off to do my thing, and I enjoy going back. I enjoy my family. It's a real tight-knit family. And, you know, at Christmas time, there'll be 80, 90 to 100 people of, you know, a family that generated out of a town of maybe 100, you know, 100 people, How 200 that people. That's inbreeding. That's inbreeding. No, it's not. It's like the mother and the father. Like, uh, uh, great How many brothers and sisters you got? I have three, but, like, great-grandpa Satchel had eight kids. And from those eight kids, those eight, which would be my, my father's grandparents, all lived in like within blocks of each other, and they had four and five kids apiece. And they why all... do Mexicans get a bum rap when you see this redneck stuff? Well, it's, that's what it is. They're very tight knit. They grew up together. They stayed together. They slept together. And I mean, for years, when their parents would take them camping and stuff like that to the lake, they all went, and it just became a family tradition. And now there's you know fifty to sixty people that go every year, once a year to the lake, and and you know play these games, you know find out who's going to be Princess Broadbottom. 
the youngest. We have fishing derbies, you know. Like my girl took that. My girl that I took never. <laughs> she's never caught a fish before. She thought a worm was a snake because I remember we first got there. There was this, uh, you know, a pretty big, good-sized earthworm that was kind of crawling on the ground and actually touched me on the back of the leg about the same time she pointed. Was, I don't know if you know. Snake. I don't know if you know, but that was your uncle's penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she touched it and hollered snake. You know, as it touched me, she's hollering snake. And so, you know, of course, I jumped, but she didn't know the difference between an earthworm and a snake. And before that week was over, you know, you, you, you hear like a, a, a trot line. You'd run trot lines. Well, we would catch brim. And then pretty much run a hook between his back fin and spine, put it on a laundry detergent or a milk jug, and we'd have 80 of these. So we'd have 80 brim, we'd hook them all up right around sunset, go out in the boat, throw them all out, come back in the morning before sunrise, and most of these jugs and stuff will float together in the same, same area, except you'll see about, you know, 10 to 15, 20 of them maybe in the lake and moving around. You know that one's got a fish. And we caught, we caught a 43 pound catfish. Hell? We caught a 43 pound catfish. Now this is about four foot long. Did you long. do it by noodling? No, no, we, we didn't noodle it. Now, noodling, if people don't know, is when you just you stick your hand down in a catfish bed yeah. and you stick your arm down and his now throat. And people lose their fingers and stuff? Uh, eh. Yeah, I mean, they the, the fish literally bites your arm and you're pulling yeah. it up by the bite. They don't let go. But catfish, they do have small, not, not teeth, teeth but, but almost like a barb, how it's wired. Their teeth are kind of like that. But, you know, we'd catch fish, a 43-pound 40, catfish, and in the morning... You know, we'd go out before sunrise, and we'd already caught 15 catfish. Boom. Clean them. Fresh. We cook it, uh, you know, cooked it that, that following Friday. You know what's crazy? The statues, are, they're the cockroaches of the world. They're the ones that will survive <laughs> if there's any sort of oh, yeah. destruction. Oh, my goodness. I the Hideout, Half and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. See, I got a family reunion coming up, and I'm going to be all skinny for it now that I'm on this program. But it's weird because my family reunions, they're like... They're award ceremonies. We actually have award ceremonies People also. stand up and they talk about what's the new thing. So-and-so just got this job. So-and-so's been promoted here. And I really give, don't... I, you know, I'm a middle, I come from a middle-class white family. What we do, we eat, we watch some TV, we barely <laughs> talk, and then we go home. I like it that way. We had... You're talking about awards. It's not so serious about job promotions. We actually have awards and stuff like that we gave out. Because I got I got a hard time because everybody saw me go over in the Who in the dead room. Who won greatest here? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Princess Broadbottom, Aunt Nina, she always wins. She's won she's won it like five years running. But uh, it's juicy. But, but anyway, we I, you know I, I caught a lot of uh, uh, slack for taking the canoe over to the backside of Goat Island, and they all so kind of knew what was going. On. Yeah, they all knew what was going on, and they kept saying, "Oh, you know, uh, uh, Flip's going over there to pet the goats again." And uh, somebody went, did he take his girlfriend with her? And the cousin, oh, I think you have to take your girlfriend with you if you're going to pet goats. So come the award ceremony time, I got the uh, pet goats award, you know. So everyone knows you're going back there to have sex with the kids. Kind of. You know, we were trying to be slick, and that was one of the bad things about it is it's obvious. But, right. you, but you know, my dad broke our boat. So usually I would take the girl out on a jet ski. With, and it's not that backwards. It's backwards as you think it is. Yes, it is. It no, is. We, it's, every it's, bit of it. It's family fun till noon. After, or, or until 11 or something like that. After that, at 1 o'clock, and I know I talked to you one day, I had just gotten off the boat. It was water skiing, wakeboarding. And this is something I've done as a little kid. I can get on a wakeboard and actually get out there and cut up. Uh, get on a water ski. It's not all fishing and redneck off. stuff. We have ski competitions, wakeboarding, stuff like that, tube. It's just going, having, you know, playing on the water, that sounds in like the a, boat, that sounds, fishing. That sounds like an awful life. It You're about to like go a, to your down, 
Tell me about your family. It's awful. I mean, that so, sucks too, but I think yours sucks a little bit more. <laughs> What's the grand finale? Is it the award ceremony? Is it the lynchings? What, what, how do you... <laughs> is, it, is your, it's, it's is your a, version of a, uh, of a the fireworks, fry. fireworks the, display it's wor- uh, burning a black church? The fish fry. The fish fry at the end of the week is usually the end of it. We catch fish all week long. With the fish fry on Friday for lunch, after that's over, you know, sometimes people pack up camp or, you know, they'll stay a little bit longer. But it's a good time. I think it's more of all the guys, all the sons get around in a circle and grandma's the biscuit. And I think that's probably what the grand finale is. <laughs> Something really disgusting like that. No, but it's, it's you know, it's having fun, dragging your woman in the sand. Those are family values. F families. Yeah, I, oh, that's uh, what they're doing. It sounds really uh, like it really does. Sound it, like, it sounds too intimate. It, yeah, it, you know, I tell you what, you you really can't describe it, and it's you, you know they, every morning every, every morning there's like we do a little church service, we raise the flag, church. We we would sing. No, it wasn't really a church service. That'd be like uh, we'd sing three songs. You know, one of my cousins plays a guitar, and uh, he would pitch. Uh, uh, he's like a youth director in his church, and he would pick. The song they were going to play, uh-huh. and, and then, you know we'll have the flag we're raising ceremony. Pick. Everybody will say the pledge of allegiance and do that thing. My you know, hating hat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Go but ahead. it's a good t- it's a good time. I enjoy it. I always go back. I, I would miss you, it. What'd your What'd your chick think? The uh, the Cuban chick. What she she think? thought it was unbelievable. Like she really had a good time to the point where you know you don't have to ask. Like my brother was always you having a good time. You're all right. She was always walking off. Really didn't know what to think about it. Uh, you know, running off. My dad's walking around. Your brother can't control his woman. Do they do they run around nude or no? Does that none of that happen? Uh, at night only. No running water. You bathe in the lake. Oh God! You you, you drop in the lake too. And that's what the bad thing. You have to. I tell you what. You get a life jacket, and if you see somebody grunting, swimming, almost doing a doggy paddle, and you're swimming away fast, and it starts to float. Do you hear that? Their toilet is the very lake that they bathe in. They <laughs> oh, go in there to oh do that. Oh, dear God. There's no, go, uh, there's no outhouse or anything? Nope. Let's go, let's go line one, Chucklehead. Chucklehead, you there? No Chucklehead. All right. You want to talk about fishing? I oh. wanted to get a little redneck banter between him and Satchel Patch. <laughs> wow. You drop mud in the lake oh, yeah. where, you, where you bathe? You don't even have to wipe afterwards. All right. I'm telling you, you're you're clean. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I understand. It's great. But it's sometimes like if you're out in a boat and you have to go. You're like, I have to go right now. You jump off and then you got ten people in the boats and they're looking and laughing and pointing. <laughs> and here you are grunting, swimming away. Uh, uh, uh. And then I look at him, look at him, his face is red. We have time to do one quick hideout or hogwash? No, we're done. Okay. Yeah. Tell Justin you should have called in when we first announced it. Yeah, we're done. Sorry, bro. We tease people, we tease people too much for an hour. Enough already. Um... I love it, man. I love it. I love how backwards you We should be taking photos and stuff. I have photos. got to put them up on Hideout Heretics. When are we going to see a photo of your chick? I'm interested. Probably not. Why not? Why can't we? I've, I've, huh? Why can't we see a pic? I'll show y'all a picture. All right. You got one I'm going to keep her as far away from the hideout as possible. What Why? happened last time? You didn't hear my point from the last time yeah, I was here. but still. My no. chick's listening now. That way we can have uh, friends. Your chick LARPs. Yeah. <laughs> She's cool. <laughs> What about you, the Kim McLovin? When this girl calls you back and you guys are banging two weeks from now, you gonna bring her in the hideout? No way. Jeez, no way. What about you, Dubs? You get your new chick. I always, I always ruin relationships. I enjoy it. Sport. Hey, here's a question for you. Sure. Think your new roommate wanna may wanna come out, hang out one night? Let me move in first. Yeah, that's true. 
See, I'm kind of torn because I don't want to ruin that. Because I want them to stay at. I don't want to ruin your uh, roommate setup. Because I need you to stay out of my house. Man, I've already planned that room, like everything. Like, I'm really bummed he's still got 10 days left. You're going to give your sorry-ass cats their own little bedroom so they can go shed everywhere and, and have their own... Talk about pooping in the lake. You got your cats. You have, you have a little box. You should put a frame around their, their doo-doo box on the floor. Well, why don't you and the, and the satchels think about that? You and your doo-doo box. Why don't y'all think about a kitty litter box there at the lake? Wow, when you got the water. It's <laughs> so dirty. You, did you drink out of it, too? Uh, it's, it's actually one of the cleanest lakes in Arkansas. Not, not anymore, obviously. Not anymore. How do fish do it all the time? Uh, you guys have a fantastic... Fish poop. You yeah, don't no stringy things? All righty. You guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Joe Radio is on the way. I uh, want to remind you, the podcasts will be up in the next uh, 24, 48 hours. Just keep checking WJFK.com. I've been doing a great job of keeping those up. Yeah, that's all me. And next week, we'll have a whole new show. For the meantime... Oh! Yardstickofdeath.com. Yardstickofdeath.com. Updated. We didn't even think about that for your digital dirt. I want to thank Regina Lewis who came... Yeah, Yardstick of Death. You better hope no one in this building finds out about that. Uh, yardstickofdeath.com. Hideoutheretics.net has every link, every show, every anything that's related to the hideout. Yeah, you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Until next time. Um, by the way, to the to the mother base, to the hideout mother base, stay tuned because we got one final update from the kid McLovin on his uh, on his hideout minutes just as soon as this is out. Uh, until next time, we out, bitch. Five thousand. Five thousand. Five thousand. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor, step on them hard, step on them hard, kick him to the floor, cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I'm not interested. I, I, 5,000. It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin. In this hour of the hideout, the, the kid called the girl who gave him his number. We learned about how the kid was once a suspect in a felony crime. We learned about the Satchel family reunion and came to the conclusion that there were way too many satchels in one place. Make sure you check for the podcast. It will be up in the next 24 hours. Now you're up to date on the hideout. 5,000. JFK, and we love the kid. Woo!